Right, hey, before we get into it today, I'd just like to thank the blokes and ladies that keep the lights on here, our sponsors. Better beer, jogging a can, winning a 10, the athlete's choice. Look, no matter what sort of beer you drink, they've got you covered. Go check out their whole range. Country Trucker Cast for keeping our domes out of the sun with all their deadly designs. TikTok Nutrition for keeping our bodies fueled with the good stuff. SP Tools for giving us the best tools for all our projects at home and on the work site. And the True Blue Aussie Book. Blue bet. Call them what you want, knee knockers, golden nuggets, thigh slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologise to absolutely nobody. The double check does what the f*** he wants. Oh, I about to go stupid again. She out the roof of the biz. We're back, season two. This episode is brought to you and fueled by the official piss of the podcast, vodka, soda, and get amongst their latest products at all good bottle O's. We're on the old gingeries again, boys. Cheers, eh? Let's we are. Them. We're a fan of them. Boss, cheers, lads. You. Good shit. So uh, go and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Alpha Blokes Podcast. Like, follow, and subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Make sure you leave us a review too if you like what you're on and listening to. Righto, guys, as we always do, we'll loosen the lips with a bit of Volando. We'll have a shot discount code Alpha15 at checkout for $15 off. Cheers, Good stuff, boys. lads. Cheers. Boom. Right, oh, legends. So we thought we'd start the year off with a bang and get one of the first guests on, uh, Jed Filthy Faraway, on to spin a yarn. How are you, brother? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. But we've uh, we've known each other since the school bus days. Been on a few adventures since then. Um, we got along with the house on fire from the get go, as we both shared the same passion, mate. Bit of pig hunting, bit of fishing. Bit of fishing, bit of pig hunting, mate. Over the years, eh? Hey, yeah, there's been, you know, been uh, multiple. Multiple times there. Yeah, done a, done a bit in your day, Russ. We've done a little bit. We've done a lot together, and um, I've done a lot on my own as, as well. So Yeah. Um, and not only that too, you know, there's always young fellas and that that are keen to jump in with you and go for a spin and stuff, so it's good to actually show yeah, show them a thing or two about it. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, mate, you've, you've built a pretty impressive Instagram following by providing some unreal content, including fishing, pig hunting, you know, bull catching and getting up to all kinds of fucking mischief. Why don't you let people know where they can find your content, mate? Give yourself a bit of a plug. Well, realistically, um, 
speak and like there's a lot of stuff on there that a lot of people don't really want to see but um it's sort of it's sort of exactly what we were saying before it's fishing pig and bull catching and pretty much any, anything you can do outdoors in australia mate and yeah. um yeah at filthy 93 that's where you can find me um yeah. facebook jed farrelly all that sort of jazz mate and um mate, yeah. i think i think why people like it is because a lot of blokes who like getting into a bit of that shit get to go on a trip a year for a week and go do that shit where the old filth.com just pumps it out weekly. <laughs> He's the five-day into the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. No, it's pretty good, mate. Like, you're getting, thing, Yeah, you're getting the boys pumped up through the week for oh, yeah. the weekend. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm always posting videos and, and photos and stuff of what I get up to and, and pretty much when you see it is, is when it's happening too. So Yeah, yeah. A lot of the time it's... Um, Less than twenty four hours, and it's posted, mate. And you're you're seeing what I'm doing twenty four hours ago. So yeah, no, that's prime. What, what, what do you been? Yeah, yeah, go, mate. Well, what have you been up to the last couple of months? Like, where you've just you've been up north? Yeah, mate. I've been I've been up in um, Kawanyama, um, brought up in a uh, place of many waters, and um, yeah, went up there, done a little bit of fishing and stuff. But most importantly, we went up there to to build a um, floodway just to get the all the Aboriginal people back out, they can get back into town that way. Oh, yeah. When the waters do rise and, um, yeah, they can get back in to get their supplies and all that sort of jazz. So, yeah, we're doing that and doing a bit of fishing and a bit of a hunting while we're up there too. So it was, yeah. been a, What was that lifestyle like to live? Like how, how long did it go for while you are up there? And I, think, I think the whole project run for 38 days and um, I went up there with some of my real good mates as well, you know. That always um, helps. Yeah, Reese Hatley, uh, shout out to him. Um, Zach Moss. Uh, yeah, Jay Boy and Jackos and and Dan O's as well. So yeah, yeah, all us boys. We just went up there, mad keen, um, stinking, stinking fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent, mate. It would have been, bud. What's happening? That wet season. She come a bit late in the year, or how's it going up there? Oh, I'm not sure, mate. Well, you got that job, obviously done. I've seen a few pictures of the bridge and stuff like that. Use the dawn. We're actually really lucky, can't yeah, we? Yeah. Like, we we got in there, got out in that 38 days, and and. That's a pretty big project, mate, to be pulling on something like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're very well capable of it, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we got to enjoy the enjoy the perks while we're up there. No, it's like, good. Um, I saw the photo right at the end of it of you all posing on the causeway. It would have been pretty cool to finish it off. Yeah, it was awesome, man. I, like, uh, you don't get many opportunities to do things like that, and, yeah. it's, and it's good to be a part of, I suppose. No, that's filth, mate. But, Goes along with the name. Yeah. filth. <laughs> Fantastic. But, um, <laughs> mate, like, you've built... Like we were talking about before, building yourself your Instagram. That like um, you've always had a passion. Have you? Have you always had a passion in putting videos together of the mad shit you get up to? I don't know. Like, I don't know whether it's like a passion. I'd say it's. Well, no one. It's definitely a hobby. Or no one would believe you. So you went here. Fucking look at this. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's <laughs> well, that's actually. It's funny that you say that, Tommy, is because that's really where it all started. You know, I'd, we'd sit around having beers with all the boys, and you know, you'd tell these stories, and ninety percent of people. That are around you, you know. I think you're 100 years Back old. Off, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, just because you've got a heap of stories and that to tell, and you've and you've lived a yeah, yeah, an extra whatever the word is. I'm not good with words, but yeah, yeah, you know. Oh, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, being around an experience, shit, and they don't believe that you've done it, and you're like, oh, I've only I had a video. It ma- it makes it hard, mate. Yeah, and yeah. and then and then yeah, that's where we all got it started. I think you boys actually. Um, Convinced me into making me Instagram page more down at Agnes, and you still have the old clubby mate. <laughs> Doing Doing figure out, figure eights outside of the cop, cop station. Didn't even know the cop shop was there. <laughs> That's Agnes for you. Yeah. Oh, wise hanging out of the tyres. That was oh, fun. <laughs> oh, good stuff. But mate, honestly, the most impressive thing that I find 
<clears throat> is that like you're doing most of it on your iPhone. Like yeah. all, all your filming, editing, like people think you need thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Yeah, here's the old filth just slugging away with his phone. I think um I think Instagram's got a bit of a thing going on at the moment. Or oh, they've had had it for a while now. They used to only had reels up for fifteen or thirty seconds and, mm. and, and with them reels you can actually you know, it's a bit of a bit of a task, you know, lining up music with when a fish hits your lure or yeah. you know, lining up when a when a big old bull arab or something's hitting a big pig by the ear and yeah, yeah. you know, you sort of draw everyone into it and make them feel like they're they're there with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's that's what I look forward to doing. Yeah, just showing my lifestyle around. And you do a fucking good job, mate. Because a lot of a lot of the shit that you post on the thing, like you'll see you there fucking around for a couple of hours, but then you show you, and like you said, a lot of the old drops of the beats and that is when the when the dog's hitting the peg, or you're just drilling a big fucking GT and that. And yeah. People just watch it and just they don't. Like, there's a fair bit that goes into that sort of shit, isn't there? There is, mate. You know that there, there is, and it's. I suppose it's. You know, I grew up. For the people who know me, like um, yourself and, and a few other people around town here and stuff, you know, they all know that I grew up out on out on cattle stations, mate, and there's not really much to do out there. So Yeah, yeah. You know, you either got a couple of dogs or a dog or, you know, you got a fishing rod. So. Or a bike yeah. to check the fence lines. Yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, a bit of tie wire there to do a few ties. And <laughs> the old boy up me, take the strainers with you. So. But um, we talked a bit before about how you just went up north, mate, and did those jobs and that. I saw a fair few posts about the fish that you were catching up there, bud. Like, what were you getting into and how was that? Mate, I think it's, I don't know, the, the Gulf's a funny place. It, it really is, and it's, and it's quite beautiful in, its, in, its, in itself. But, um, you know, we're getting into some big barramundi, um, Dan, I got a nice jack up there, and up there it's sort of unheard of in that Topsy Creek and stuff where we were. Oh, the jack. The jack's unheard of, man. Yeah, you right. Know, there's there's just that many barra up there. It's unbelievable. It's hard to get your lure past them yeah, to catch yeah. something else. You know, you get your cod and all that sort of jazz flicking your rock walls. Wouldn't and that shit. be fucking nice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was good. Um, big shout out to Mossy and that. He's he's got it fairly dialed, eh? When it comes to fishing, same as all the boys. You know, we all we all you know. Bounce off each other and yep. and see what's going on. You know, if one lure's not working or something like that, we'll we'll all put our brains together instead of some people around these this region. You know, it's hard to get boo out of them. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So hold all the things to their heart, sort of thing. That's exactly right, mate. And you know, if you want to go further and and you want you want people to connect with each other a lot better, you know, the best way to do that is to go fishing and 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 show people what you know and, yeah, and yeah. show them what they know. You know, For sure. What I mean? so. What was the sort of living conditions like up there, bro, when you were doing that job? Like, where were you staying and what were you up to? So, left tree on the river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, <laughs> we're actually pretty well looked after, thanks. He's Bardo's um, Constructions. He's up there in, the, in um, Normanon. Yep. He does a lot of work up there and um, in them Aboriginal communities and stuff up there. So, shout out to him. But he had us up in um, aircon rooms and stuff, sort of similar to your mindset up. You guys would know yeah, exactly yeah. what it's like. You know, you you got your forty foot container. You got four four doors on it, mate, and you got your little vanity in there that you, you know, you got a shower and and your bed and a bit of aircon, mate, and yeah, little TV there to keep you occupied. Not yeah, gonna yeah. watch that much no, TV. No. But no. <laughs> you're always out doing something, you know. Yeah, no, for sure, mate. And like you, you've been all over Australia, man, doing what you love. And where, like, I just wanted to ask you, where are some of your favourite places you've been that offer the best of what you love doing? I don't know, like. You would have seen, oh, I don't know, I think it was about two years ago there. 
um, that big barrow that I got off the Clyper River Bridge. Shout out to the bridge, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old bridge. Getting raped right since 1976. <laughs> there'd, be, there'd be a few taggers down there now trying to cast a barrel or two, no doubt. But, um, yeah. no, that's pretty much where it all started for me, man, eh? Like saltwater fishing and, you know, I travelled all around Australia hunting and, and fishing and to come back home and catch me PB saltwater barrow two k's from me back door was yeah, special. Yeah. That you know it was pretty cool, man. You know you travel all around Australia, you know cast here, cast there, cast here, cast every fucking where. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know to do it two k's from your back backyard's That's pretty awesome. pretty fucking. Because you've been like you've been WA Pilbara up yeah. north, been up in Arnhem Land, yeah, all that sort of shit. I eh? pretty pretty much like the further north you go, you know, it's like them boys on. On socials and that, they go. If you're not heading north, you're heading nowhere. Um, I sort of, I, I sort of agree 100 percent with them. Really. Yeah, yeah. But that's just me, you know. That's my lifestyle. That's what I love doing. Yeah, no, that's sick. But, um, yeah, I, I, I reckon, you know, probably main main places to go and visit. Um, definitely Broome. Broome's an awesome place. You know, they got Cable Beach down there. Yep. Right on the water, sit and have a couple of espresso martinis, mate, out on the ooh, out on the balcony, it. and yeah, um, yeah. watch the old. Mud lizards crawl up the up the sand there and say g'day. And well, f- funny you say the mud lizards because like passion that we share is pig hunting, bro. And one of the things with hunting for me is that like I like going out west, hooking into the Channel Country because she's no mud lizards. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got yeah. the they're pretty big pigs too out there. They can get like, and I suppose going up north for me, like as much as it'd be prime, fuck crocs scare the shit out of me, mate. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you've had Pretty a few wild. accounts on your social media lately. You've fucking got, yeah. around, got around a few. Yeah, RSPCA's um, <laughs> sponsoring this episode. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll be sponsoring me at work too because I've been fucking the dog. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done, Cam. Um, no, but I don't know, mate. You know, there's been a couple of times up north there. Like, we, we haven't tried to catch them, you know. They'll, they'll snuggle your lure quick smart, eh, if they're, if they're there and... Yep. You know, a couple of times there they got hooked up in, in their mouths or in their back leg or, you know, whatever like that. And you got a 100-pound leader on and you're, you're flicking a fairly large lure. Yep. And you got the gear there to pull them in. So yeah, yeah. Once, they, once they're tired, man, they're, they're, you know, pretty docile really. And then you sort of just grab them, get the lure out, let them go sort of thing. That's exactly right, mate. You know, we're, yeah. we're, only, we're only dealing with them to get our $100 lure back. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure, mate. I ought to see some of those pictures and go, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's a salty. Mate, it's, <laughs> it's brutal. I reckon. What's re- What do you reckon the biggest croc that you've had to grab, like that you have grabbed before and caught? Some of them ones up north, eh? Like when you're flicking in the mouths of them creeks and that up there and there's just big crocs just everywhere, man. Like you're, you're looking to your left, looking to your right, looking at the front of the boat, mate. And, you, you know, it's sort of real eerie, you know, you got, Always got one looking at you, but I don't know. Probably the biggest one that we've wrestled, you know, to get a lure back is probably, I don't know. The boys will up me if I get this wrong, but <laughs> I, I reckon probably probably close to three and a half. Yep. Three yeah. and a half metres. Yeah. Enough to give you a bit of stick. Enough to pull a bit of drag, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. What's definitely. a safe tinny up there, mate? High sides? What are we talking? Yeah, Four yeah. point? <laughs> well, like, what? well, you know, a lot of us, like a lot of, a lot of us boys, you know, we all, we are all fishing out of tinnies, you know, and I think it, I think it's just croc smart, man. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 you could take a canoe up there, really, but um, you're more of a man than on the creek. I hope you get stayed over. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd be trying to stay out of himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. But um, right out of himself. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. No, no, that's that's awesome, man. Right, we just saw a couple of your pictures there and went, fuck, that is loose. Yeah. I'm, like, just hey, my, I'm just thinking my tinning, like, about the narrows and carrying on and shit, and I'm going, low sides. Well, I've got a fucking 3.8 coming up the sides of me, cunt. I've got nothing. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm thinking. Right, I said, the best part of me is I'm not going down for a death roll because I'm too big to go under a rock. <laughs> All I'm thinking is, oh, well, there goes me lure. Yeah. And here oh, comes yeah. a knife, see you later, and here's the filth. I'm going to wrestle that gun. <laughs> <laughs> Make you it work. one day of the north. <laughs> yeah, a little you, work ge- hard. you work hard for them lures, man. You should steal the name Gecko, Crocodile's little brother, like I said on another episode. <laughs> but, um, mate, is it safe to say that you're an adrenaline junkie? I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say an adrenaline junkie. You know, there's heaps, of, there's heaps of shit out there that scare the absolute jeebers out of me, eh? And, and you know... I reckon it's just basically just me personality, mate. Eh? I love throwing myself in the deep end, and yeah, it's all the sink or swim, mate. Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, you learn to swim pretty quick up there. Yeah, no, hundred percent. What What about like out of all the things that you get up to, like that you get into, and that what's what gets the heart pumping the hardest? Like out of fishing, pig hunting, and bull catching, you reckon? Yeah, right. Like, if you had to pick one thing and you go, right, I want to just go out and she's going to get wild, or like something you love doing, yeah. what is it? I, I'd, I'd 100% say pig hunt, no. Yeah. I, I, I don't reckon, you know, more hairs are standing up on me now. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love it, mate. It's something that I really, really have worked hard on and, and I'm very passionate about. I think that's like, I agree with you 100% there, mate, and <clears throat> haven't talked about it much on other episodes, but I think that's why you and I sort of clicked from the very get-go is because we shared the same passion, you know what I mean? Like, when we first met, mate, um, you know, it was back when it was still something that not many people did. It was the good old days, I suppose you can call it, eh? That's and, right. And not, now every man and his dog does it. You know, it makes it very hard for a young, honest bloke to find a block to hunt on because there are thousands of young fuckwits who have a you to dog and no fucking idea giving everyone a bad name. Yeah, that's right, you know, and... I don't know. I've had the finger pointed at me a few, a few times over the years and that, mate, for doing wrong. And, um, you know, the people that were there with me know 100% that I, that I haven't done wrong. But um, anyway, no, we, that, we won't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, mate, like, where, where did the love of hunting start for you? I don't know. I reckon it was the old boy, eh? You know, the old boy going out after work every arvo, running them dogs and... And yeah, I, I just living out in the station, eh? Well, you grew up out at where there was plenty of pigs. Pretty much, mate. Eh? Like I grew up on probably one of the best pigging blocks in a, in Australia, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was out of the Boy Valley. Um, and yeah, sort of, sort of. I don't know, mate. Something about it that just gets the blood going. Oh, eh? well, mate. Like some of the best memories I have as a young fella is out hunting with the old man. Like this is like primary school and that. When you're sitting on the back of the ute in the middle of the night. The dogs just pin off into the bush and you're sitting in silence just waiting and listening. And then they hit a big boar, mate, and it sounds like a grizzly bear. Yeah, and no. then you've got to start running towards the fucking thing with a dolphin torch. <laughs> May I add the most durable torch on earth? Yes. Many uses. I've used it as a hammer, used it as a float. <laughs> fucking gee. Hell yeah. Other dolphinies. Yeah, the old dolphinies. Durable torch, mate. Yeah. But, man, like, some, like, like you said before, the that sound you can't explain to anyone. You can't. You can't, man. It's like you know, the way that I the way that I um would explain it is, righto. I'm I'm laying down on my couch at home, right. I'm half asleep, 
and I've got some SA-looking motherfucker knocks me door down and comes in and just starts bashing me. That's that's pretty much it. You're gonna get up, that's, and you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna get up, and you're gonna give him absolute help. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you, that's that's pretty much. It's not all the time that the pigs laying down, obviously, but that, just well, that, that initial. That, 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 yeah, yeah. And that, the other thing that's is, get, she's getting real, real quick. Yeah. And the other thing yeah. is too is that when you hear that noise, when you know it's a good pig, your dog's your best mate. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, people, yeah. I don't know what people think. They might think, oh, your dog, whatever. They just use it a hunting dog. That dog is your best mate. So yeah. when you hear that dog hit a good pig, it's your mission to get there and help him out. So she's and sometimes Bud, like we'll talk about it a bit later, but some of the countries you gotta like you got sometimes you rock up there Lantana, and you see this lantana bush shaking and yeah. there's a tunnel, one tunnel in and out, and yeah. you go Righto, boys, I'm going in. Yep. Put your head torch on and fucking crawl up the tunnel and hope, like, fuck, they don't let go. <laughs> Yeehaw. She's, uh, yeah. she's pretty wild, man, but that's the sort of shit that gets you fucked. Sometimes that's... in the middle of winter, they're in the middle of a waterhole, and you got to fucking go swimming, Jack. Strip down, down, to, the, <laughs> strip down to the old DTs, mate. Normally it's the youngest on the trip that goes too. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, mate. That, and that's, that's how that's you learn. there from the start. Yeah, that's you right. You know, if you're the youngest there, you're coming out pig hunting first time, yeah. dogs grab one in the water, mate. I've done me time, Jack. Off. Get in there. <laughs> on the opposite side of that, there's someone that hasn't gone pigging like you guys are like veterans, we can almost call you. No, um, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I like the first time I heard the fucking thing just take off and the dogs hit it. I'm just going, holy fuck, where are we at? Yeah, no. <laughs> Look, where where are we at? What are we doing here, bros? No, it's pretty loose. Like we and over the years we've taken a few of the boys out. Like like I shared it to Kingy and H and yeah, that. Like we, we we took those lads H. out a couple of times down when we had the few blocks at Marineville. Yep. In the good old days, and um, young man, yeah, mate. it's it's uh, it's it's unreal taking someone out who hasn't experienced that before because it's just like it, it's it's not a normal thing, you know. Like it, it's just like fucking wild. Like you yeah, get yeah. this animal on another animal, and they're fighting for dear life, and you got to go in there, time your run, go get it, and dispatch of it with a knife as quick as you can. Obviously, it's as humane as it's, possible. It's probably one of the most humane ways of. of- well, mate, killing you, a pig realistically. If you, if you do it right, they're dead in under 10, 20 seconds. Yeah, that's 100%. I'll but, um, but yeah, man, it, honestly, and, and, and the thing is, it's like as much as we do it as a sport and that as well, these things are a pest, you know. Like we're not just going out and doing this to things that are, are good for the environment and shit. Like pigs are shocking. They breed like fuck, yeah. destroy a lot of farmers' crops and, and, the, and the area, you know. They're an um, introduced animal. Yeah. But, mate, it's uh, – yeah, it's good fun. Isn't it? It's why, awesome. Why is it in America they like almost like Rogan always goes on about it? Like, why don't they're shooting the cunts with an AR fifteen out of a helicopter, just peppering the cunts, yeah. and they're going, oh, why don't we use that meat for fucking um for good use, like and shit? But here, you wouldn't even think about that. It's full of worms. It's full well, of all that shit. Like, can, is there any way? Well, mate, you got to think like um like don't get me wrong. We we've caught a little pig before, took it back, uh, wormed it. Cut its nuts out or whatever. What do you throw a bit um, of grain over yeah, it or something? Run, run some grain through it and that, and you could honestly probably not notice any difference. Month, but month, you, something. That's right. A month. But you you got to think of the um, the uh, lifestyle they're living here, especially when it's the dry season. They're fucking eating dead shit. Like they're eating dead roos, dead, dead pigs, maggots. That like pigs eat anything, mate. So you got to think of what they're eating and shit like that. It's probably a different story if you're if you've got a cane farm and you're catching them off that. She's probably mangoes. happy days. Or mangoes. Yeah, that's you know. right. 
But, um, yeah, that's probably a main reason for it where we are from anyway is that they're just eating that much shit that you go, do you really want to be putting no, that? No, that's – yeah, it's, it's a carnivore as well. Yeah, that's right. I think, I think their guts and, and everything else is pretty much exactly the same as ours. Yeah, skin, yep. skin and yeah. all that sort of oh, stuff. That's why your tattoos and stuff get that – you know, yeah, that pig meat. The pig skin. They practice yeah, yeah. on the pig skin as well, so. But, Unreal. But, mate, like how much easier – have things gotten since then? Like the best tracking system you had when we were kids is the fucking glow stick taped to your dog's chest plate. Yeah, that's it was loose, wasn't it, mate? I, I I remember a couple of times there. You know, you'd be sitting on the back of the Ute or, or sitting in the driver's seat, and you'd you know you'd look out and either me or yourself or me or another couple of young fellas there, and we'd just watch these glow sticks just bouncing through the long grass. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these glow sticks would start getting launched. Flicking in the air. Five, six foot in the air, you know. And that's, you know, you go, right, oh, boys, let's, you know, yeah. get your knife on, let's go, we're on here. Mate, I also remember times of losing dogs, like, that, they'd take off. Oh. And if you had the trackers you had nowadays, you'd know exactly where they are. But back then, they'd end up K's away, lose the ute. Sometimes, man, like, you'd spend the whole rest of the night trying to find them and you know, you'd have to head home because it comes to the point where you've got to go home. So you'd take your shirt off and leave it on the road next to the road and your dog would know your smell. So you'd rock Come up there the it. next day and your dog would be where your shirt is yeah, that's 99% right. of the time. That's 20, a- 2021, you need a check-in app for the cunt anyway. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> See where yeah, he's got a mask, mask in. Yeah, take your mask off as you luck up. <laughs> I guarantee uh, I guarantee, uh, 90% of the pig dogs I've owned have had more than two jabs. Yeah. <laughs> that's... <laughs> And that's a fact, man. Yeah. Oh. But honestly, bud, like the tracker has changed the game big time, though. It has, like, man. I, I remember when it first came in, man, my old boy and Toddy Hansen, shout out to him, um, had Toddy. the old antenna system with the beeps. You know, you'd pull it out of the tube, mm. the dogs would have the collar on, and you'd, and you'd wave it around 360 degrees, and whenever the short, the short beeps were, yep. that's where you're headed. You and honestly, frequency. that system worked. You yep. found them, mate, and you got close enough that you started hearing them, and then off you go. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, and um, but honestly, the the systems they got today, mate, are insane. It's out of control, sausage roll. Like realistically speaking, like there's been multiple times, even with trackers and stuff too, Tommy. And you and you would know yourself. You know, it, it all depends on where you're hunting and stuff like that. You know, yes, they are good. And my my honest opinion is, people spend too much time looking at their trackers and not enough time actually watching their dogs and and noticing the small things that 100%. count that count. They bury their they bury their heads into the into the tracker and go, oh, he's three hundred out here. When you can still see the fucking dog. Well, out there. That, that's what I you was going to say to you. Then, do you think a tracker can be overused? Hundred percent. I find that some people spend their whole hunt with their face jammed in it. One, like where I enjoy, if my dogs jump off for the first five minutes, I love sitting there listening. and closing my eyes and just listening. Yeah. Because if you can fucking hear them, you're going to find them, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, that's exactly it's right. One, once they've gone and pissed off and they're gone, you go, right, I'll have a look. And to be honest with you, I've only ever used the old arrow. I, I press the button and it points an arrow and it says however many metres that way. And I go, right, go. And you get these blokes, mate. And, like, it's all sweet. I've seen lads use the, the map system and it mm. shows you where your dog and it tracks the big map. But for me, I look at it and go... Fuck me, mate. I'd rather just know where he is and just listen. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's right. But um, yeah, it gives you a good bearing and stuff too. And like <laughs> I was saying just before, you know, sometimes you'll 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 get into that thick country and stuff, and there won't be a GPS reading in there. Yeah. You know? So you'll be in the thickest of thickest of shit. Your dogs are, God knows how fucking far in there, and you'll be standing there with something that's pretty much pointless in your hand. Yeah. 
And it all comes back to your primal instincts, mate. Back the and old that, school. And that's it. That's your, your, mm. your, your, you know, you your gotta ears, not, your eyes. You've got to stay calm as well. That's not right. Not freak out because your fucking little device isn't working. Yeah. You've got to go, what are we used to do? That's exactly that's exactly right, mate. Yeah. But, no, it's interesting, man, and, and, and it is unreal. And, I'm like, everyone's got to be thankful for what we got nowadays. But I think it's important, too, to know a bit of that shit, the old school stuff for when your device does fail so you can still get your dog back. But, um... Mate, what's your favourite type of country to hunt, you reckon? Like, we got dense bush and lantana all around here. We've got mate and all <laughs> mountain, of mountains, channel country, crops. You don't matter, eh? No. Nah. You just love hunting Australia. All of it, mate. Every single part of Australia, mate. What's the best Every bit of mobile equipment, you reckon, for fucking throwing the dogs on the back? Yeah. I oh, know Tommy's got a Polaris. There's the quads. People started off with the dirty old Hilux with everyone just hop, just grabbing onto the roll bar. Yep. I'm a big believer in walking, eh? It's a, it's yep. all, it's all, um, you know, it's all pretty simple. You know, when you're walking, you eliminate so many different aspects of hunting. You know, you eliminate noise, you eliminate all these other different things that could possibly spook a pig from yep. where you are. The dogs might not smell it, you might miss it. You yep. know what yep. I mean? So get back to that original stuff. We used to do it all the time, Tommy. Yeah. That's Walk a very good. Po- that's a very good point to say for young blokes starting too for young dogs. Yeah, is get them on the ground. And you know, get that going before you start in the ute, or they might you might think this dog's shit, but it's like give it a chance, bro. Yeah, it's been hearing the noise yeah. of the machine instead of yeah, and, going and they'll through. pick up a scent off the ground a bit easier than in the ute sometimes. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, just, right. Yeah, that's a very good call, mate. You're putting them. You're pretty much putting your dog on top of the pigs, if that makes any sense. Yeah. When you're walking a creek, you know you're seeing it firsthand. You know, you see a pig track there on the ground. You can tell whether it's an hour. Or two days old, or you know, you can see when it's fresh, you know, and you go right. Hey, you get your dog there, and yeah, you walk your dog along, and it starts smelling, you know, and good dog, good dog, you know, send him on. One of the things that I find too, Jed, is that you know, like the, some of the hardest country to hunt, I reckon, is with where we live. Like, as in, we got mountains crossed with lantana. <laughs> but one of the positives about that is, I reckon, if you train a dog to hunt where we live now, off the ute and walking and shit, they'll anywhere. fucking catch pigs anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere in Australia. Where you you bring a pig up hunting crop or site hunting out west and all that sort of stuff. I've seen many a dog come into town, you know, yeah, this dog's unreal, catches pigs by the thousands, yeah, too easy. Joe, let's see how he goes in the fucking lantana yeah. and mountains. Yeah, you know? he's got a couple of obstacles in his way. Crossed mate. up That's like right. a gillnet. Yeah, 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 exactly. Pretty much. It's, mate, it's fucking, it's, some of the shit is fucking hard going. So I think it, it's a, it's hard, but it's also good because if you, like we said before, if you can bring a dog up here, you can take it anywhere around Australia and it'll catch pigs. I think, I think the one word for it, Tommy, is rewarding. Yeah, I think that's I think that's like the main word for it is very rewarding. You know, when you see when you see your dogs catch a pig, and especially a big pig, in a in a tight confined space where that pig lives and yeah, and he yeah. knows it like the back of his hand, mate. And your dogs go in there and they catch that pig, and you know it's a stoke level. Yeah, yeah, mate. What about um? There's a debate that goes round, and it's the live weight versus the dress <laughs> debate. <laughs> Now, I've always been under the influence, like someone, I'll say, yeah, mate, got this pig or whatever, and you might weigh it, and it weighs 100 kilos. Yeah. And you go, yeah, mate, got this pig, weighed 100 kilos, and he goes, yeah, yeah, that that's live, though. Yeah. And I go, yeah, that is live, mate. Because, <laughs> and, and he goes, oh, no, I can't talk dressed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking right, mate. Well, how much do you weigh? He goes, oh, what, what 90 kilo? I said, is that live or? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he goes, oh, and I said, mate, my fucking dog's caught that pig with its guts in. Yeah. So that's how much the bastard weighs. That's a hundred percent right. You I think, know, I think, get... I think where it all gets gets lost in translation, it's people that do it for for a profession. Oh, for sure, they're used so, to talking in that dress. That's way. exactly right. You know, and you you'll see like an old roo shooter or something like that from out west. You know, they'll come into the box and they'll go, oh yeah. You know, you'll ask them, how many pigs you get? Yeah, you yeah. Know, 10, 12, 1. How big? Oh, you know, 80. And what straight is- away, automatically speaking, is it's 80 kilos dressed because it's hanging on the hook yeah, in, the, yeah. in the cold room with its guts out ready to be human consumption. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So a lot of them pigs go over to Germany. A lot of people don't realise and, this. And the other thing, the other thing that is – like if someone talked to me like that, said yeah, eighty kilos dressed or whatever, I'm not going to pull him up and say what about live weight. But yeah. it's more, I'm more saying like it shits you when I say yeah, hundred kilos, and they go yeah, that's that's live weight. Yeah, and you go yeah. fuck up, mate. It's very confusing, eh? Like I, I, I honestly think exactly the same as you, Tommy. You know what the dogs pull up in the bush, what they, yeah, you what know that that's it, mate. Yeah, that's exactly. it. You weigh that thing, mate. Yeah. What it weighs is what them dogs that's caught. Like, it's like weighing yourself without your guts. That's right. That's like <laughs> rocking up to a featherweight bout, mate, you're a heavyweight. You, know, you just done a big shit before you went in there. <laughs> yeah, 100%. What, do we know the dollar value of the meat, what it's worth on the boxes at the moment? Uh, I, think, I think roos are back up there. The roos are back. Yeah. I know. I don't know a few people. For some reason, it rings a bell back in the day. I thought pigs were something around the $120, $20 mark back in the day. Or I, they, I took a, they took a pretty big fall. So I, I, I think I'm not 100% sure now with what's going on with all this bullshit, I'm not even yeah, going to yeah. say the word, no, but, yeah, yeah. you know, with, with what's going on with all the bullshit and that at the moment, I, I wouldn't 100% be able to tell you what, what the price of, of, of them pigs are, but I know back when I was doing it and a couple of other my mates and that were doing it, mate, we are getting about 80 cents a kilo for a pig. You know, you get an 80 kilo boar, that's, yeah, yeah. that's 80 bucks, you know, that's two cartons of piss, yeah. you know what I mean, so... Yeah. Roos, roos are up there too. I think they're about a dollar ten, dollar twenty at the moment. Yeah, so. I thought they jumped. Oh, I don't know. This was last year in twenty twenty. I thought they might have got that one dollar uh, thirty mark, and a few people were getting back to that and having to do the food safety license. And there's yep. a fair bit in that. There is that, that license yeah. roo shooting sort of um, sure. situation. They make it. They make it really hard. You know, I, I think anything to do with a little bit of fun, lads. They make it real hard for for anyone to get ahead. I think. I think the hardest thing with boxing them is it's always a good idea in theory, but. Like, around the Merriam Mir- Vale region, like, we used to hunt pigs flat out. And, like, you'd get a fair few, but you wouldn't get enough to justify a trip all the way to Billow, which was the closest box. The this box, is an yeah. hour and a bit away, you know? Yeah, that's right. So what we'd do back then is you'd catch them, put them in a sty, feed them and that, and then when you'd get enough, you'd dress them all at the same time. Yeah. But that took – it turned into a job. It, it, like, it, yeah. it, it took the fun out of it. And you'd make a little bit of money, but it was like, what are we really doing this for? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So understandable if you live in a place with a box, but it sort of takes it away when you don't. It does, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a bit like fishing. Like a few mates, they're doing pretty well on the fishing mark. They've got this right boat set up. They could go pro, but it's going. It's taken away from your hobby. You're going. Do I want to venture into this? Going pro fishing, or yeah. do I just want to stick to this and actually enjoy fishing? Yeah, that's right. It's a, you can sort of see that there is money there to be made, but once you start. Making money off it, it turns into a job, doesn't it? That's like right. It's like, do you want your hobby to actually be something? Yeah. That comes down to pro crab and fucking 
a whole lot. Pretty much yeah, a whole yeah. spectrum, so, aren't That's it? right. Yeah. Mate, I, I remember this bloke. I like, remember that job at Moranbar we were both working on? Yeah, the 10 I, and 4 roster. I, yeah, I don't know if you were there that day. No, we were there. I was there. I, I, uh, when we were talking to, yeah, yeah, you were you were on the job. We're having was, a couple of beers. There. We were having a couple of beers. Were you there when we were talking to that bloke about the pigs that he was catching? I just seen and he, it. I and did. he fucking this bloke, right? So here we are. I'm, I'm not trouting off here, but hunted pigs my whole life, and you've seen sort of the spectrum of when they the sizes that they come in and that you know, and you know that right out in the grain country, they get some big fat pigs that push the 200 mark. Some even above it. But you know that's your fucking biggest pig you'll find in Australia. Yeah. And um, anyway, we're sitting there, and normally if you hear a bloke, bloke lipping up, you just deal with it, you know, and you go, "Yeah, right, mate, too easy." Talk but anyway, point, yeah. here's this Kiwi lad out there, and he lives in Moranbar, mind you, no feeding fucking near hundred k's in Moranbar. <laughs> it's just fucking dirt and dust, nothing to eat for fucking k's. Um. And we're sitting at this bloke's place on the piss, and he goes, yeah, oh, yeah. He was talking about pegging. I said, yeah, yeah, too easy, mate. I'll do a bit myself as well. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he was showing me these pictures of these pigs. They were and good he goes, pigs. Yeah, they were, they were good, good pigs. pigs. They were over 100. Oh, they would have been 120, 130, dressed like good pigs. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, yeah, look at these. And I went, yeah, yeah, they're, they're fucking good pigs. And he goes, yeah, this one was 300 kilos. And I couldn't help myself. I said, fuck off, mate. <laughs> said, no, nah, it wasn't. He's and, he goes, and he goes, yeah, 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 it was. And I said, no, 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 it wasn't. That's fucking, <laughs> mate, it wasn't. I said, it's, it's not. That's fucking about 150. And that's part of the big debate, mate. I don't know if you were there or not, Jedris, but, man, it's just like, yeah, they only get to a certain size here, right? Eh? Yeah. Like, I, I, can, I can briefly remember the conversation that was being had between you and that bloke, and I was sitting on the step out the front of me donger, sort of looking both ways. There's a few other boys in that there. I think old Dirtle was there. Yeah. Shared <laughs> out to Dirtle. <laughs> Dirtle, <laughs> yeah, look at that. He's a weapon, old Godby. Yeah, yeah. Good on you, Luke. Um, yeah, Another mate. good fucking nickname for the fucking workshop. Turtle, turtle. But um, yeah, no, he was out there, mate. I was looking back and forth, and yeah, when he when he started saying three hundred kilos, mate, I, I I sort of yeah, you don't you, know you don't I mean. get that. But you know what I mean, though. Yet, like often, I'll hear someone speak, and you might even think, nah, nah, it was probably not that. But you just cop it. But that was something I couldn't cop. Yeah. I'm like, that's too much. Yeah. You don't get that here. And if you do, it's not in the middle of Australia where there's no crops or feed. <laughs> it's fucking not a thing. But no, I just, I, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up, mate. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. But yeah, like, th- there's normally one fuckwit in a pub just telling everyone how good he is. You always run into those bikes nowadays, don't you, Phil? I think, I think I'd bump into one of them bikes. <laughs> Every pub, every day in. of me fucking life, <laughs> yeah, almost. basically, yeah. That's I don't know. I, yeah, there's always one that, fuck with. That's that's the worst part about pig hunting for me is it's turned into like a um, it's competition. It's turned into a lot of political shit involved in it. Like it's, it's my cock's bigger than your cock, mm. and my dog's better than your dog, and like, my V eight cruiser goes harder than your V eight cruiser. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a joke. I'll get there it? quicker than you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Turn it into a bit of a joke. But yeah. anyway, I'll, I'll always love it, mate. I'll always have a special spot in my heart. But um, what do you reckon the most memorable pig is that you've caught? doesn't have to be the biggest, just what sticks in your mind. I think there's been multiple, eh? But I know a couple of them that stick out a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, I reckon that. One that, that time that me and you went to Oddsvale over in over near Crackate. When we were seventeen, brought no water. 
Yeah, well, that that, that was it. Was, it all kicked off on the school bus, you know. We, we were all at school then, and you had your peas, I think, and yeah. we we're all on it. And like, right, hey, let's go. And collared the dogs up and sent her over to Oddsvale, and we get to Oddsvale there, and I, don't know, I think it was two days in or something. And I said, "Oh, where's the bottle of water?" <laughs> <laughs> We didn't fucking bring any water. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, what have we got? Yeah, cold to drink. I think we had a fucking V. I think we had a carton of V's. Carton of V's and well, something like carton of Coke or something yeah, as well. We had to go see the station owner and get a bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been looking at us thinking, who the fuck? <laughs> Comes out here and brings no water. But anyway, no, I reckon the most memorable pig um, – well, of course, I don't know, that's a hard one, eh? I, there's been some really good finds by the dogs, you know, there's been a lot of tough fighting boars, and I don't think I can actually pick one, Tommy, to be honest. I think there's, there's been a fair few of them, eh? I, yeah. I still remember that time, that one trip you're talking about, we're out at Oddsvold, and because you've always been the first fuck at every pig, so you don't <laughs> even bother when you're with the filth. You just fucking jog on behind, and you'll get there, and sometimes it's dead before you even fucking rock up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all there, boys. There's this one time we saw this mob, and the dogs are bailed, pinned after it, pulled the fucking ute up, and we're running, right? Filth's off like Usain Bolt, like normal. Mm. And he didn't have a head torch, <laughs> see? And I did. Anyway, we're running, and he's about 30 metres in front of me, and you hear this, oh, it'd be fucking shin. He's just planted this big log right in front of him, right in the shin, Pulled. and I just jumped it and went, sucked in, cut, and get give fucking me the <laughs> <laughs> you give me, I remember you giving me the finger. I'm laying there absolutely <laughs> fucked, folded. <laughs> like, I thought I broke my leg. First time I've seen a pig since I've been hunting with him. <laughs> <laughs> Alive. I've got this cunt 50 out. <laughs> but no, it was prime, man. It's uh, it's unreal. Mate, Filth, I think like you see some pretty wild injuries from blokes getting in the wrong spot when they're hunting pigs and that. Like, have you ever been belted by a pig? I've got a couple of um, CL scratchings. CL scratchings? Yeah. I've, got, I've got one on my leg here that happened probably, I don't know, four, five, six, ten, fuck, I don't know how long ago it was, but I remember this one old CL. He's in this big washout in this creek and had a couple of pups there and I think Ando was with me, yep. um, Kyle, and he's, he's yelling at me, fucking get in there, it's only a sow. And I'm going, fuck, it's a big sow and she's in a bad spot. <laughs> anyway, the dogs are in there, they were hanging off this thing and I was fucking, you know, I second-guessed myself and that's where I fucked up. Yeah, you know, yeah. I second-guessed myself and so Instead of going straight in there, full bore, fucking hammer down, yeah. I've I've gone in there half-hearted, and and that's nine times out of ten when you get hurt. Yeah. No matter anything that you do, you know yeah. you second guess yourself and you you're on your ass. Yeah. But um, yeah, this big ass, yeah, she's just flicked them pups, mate. And I I can I can move, you know, I I can get out of the road pretty quick if something's coming for me. Yeah. And um. Yeah, she was fucking quicker than me, mate. She <laughs> she come up beside me and rubbed a rubbed a little little hooks up my leg and yep. yeah, got me. Give you a bit of a scratch. Yeah, give you a bit of a scratch, you know. Yeah, I think I was pretty lucky that day in Oddsvale when we when we ran into the, we got that the boar. The, yeah, the dogs got a pig probably twenty minutes apart from each yeah, other. That was I think, it was I think it was only a sow or something, but that big no, dog two boars, two oh, boars, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, it was two, two. boars, yeah. No, I remember that clear as day, mate. I think one stage there. I think I, I think I think you were actually out in front. Yeah, I was. Oh, you were out in I front there. <laughs> what, did you take a shortcut? <laughs> no, I think it was only they got them close. I was Polaris <laughs> pulled up quicker. Yeah. I was playing catch up, and anyway, um, went in there and see our Tommy. He's 
but this fucking he's got this pig. And Bundy's over here to the right. You know, he's over there hanging his pig and big diesel, rest yeah. in peace. Good old dog. He's over to the left there with, you know, a decent boy, you know, 80, 90 kilo and one that Bundy, Bundy's got. You know, these dogs are, these dogs aren't ute finders. They're not yeah. anything special, no, mate. They're young at the time. They were young as, man, and that was just awesome to catch two boys right on top of each other. But anyway, getting back to the story, I've rolled in there. And I've seen the big fella and I've gone, oh, yeah, Diesel, he's right with him. You know, he's a big dog. We'll go and get Bundy off this other, you know, smaller one. Anyway, Tommy's gone in there and he's fucking gone to grab this thing. He's got it by the back legs and I don't know what happened. Whether you tripped I'm over tripped or something. I tripped on a root or something. And he's gone ass up and fuck, I couldn't help myself to laugh. <laughs> I had a dog and a peg just fucking fighting over my head, <laughs> On mate. top of you. On top. On top. I had a knife in my other hand too, just fucking copping it. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to go. And she was loose. actually got out of that unscathed. That was, that was very that, – that's sort of one of them positions, I suppose, that, you know, if you do get in. Yeah. That's right. You just tuck up. Tuck the fuck up, mate. <laughs> Put nah, them jukes it. up, mate. And yeah, yeah. But no, nah, that's that's a lot of the like the, the pig hunting fucking chat that we wanted to get onto nowadays, mate. Like I said, we both share the same passion. But one thing I haven't got to try yet, and I'd fucking love to, is bull catching. <laughs> now, like this would have to be one of the wildest, the most dangerous fucking things you can do. And I'd love to give it a crack one day, man. Why don't you share a bit of that, man? Well, what, well, what year was it where you were over the west and that? I that think cattle the station over, yeah, the Pilbara. I think that was going back. I think it was like five years ago. Yeah, yeah, five, yeah. five or six years ago. Was we were in Canada. Canada. I think. Yeah, yeah. You oh. were in Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember the face times and that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Glad someone did. We'll stop there. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, no bull catching, man. It's something that I love as well. You know, I got I sort of grew up around it. You know, sort of always wanted to be a part of it. More than I got invited, I guess you could say, and I yeah. just went out there to try and prove a point, man, and and went out there and absolutely kicked it up the ass. Yeah, no, that, but um, that's like something you were talking about before, like when you showed a little hint of fear with that sow, like that'd be a big part of bull catching, wouldn't it? Like just going in and going hard. I think, I think there's been a couple of times. I think there might have been even more, more um, close calls in the bull catching department than there has been in the pig hunting department because. You know, you're dealing with bulls that are that are close to eight eight hundred kilos. You know, oh, they're, yeah. they're they're and they're wild, mate. You know, they they haven't been brought up. They're not bucking bulls and stuff like. Yeah, yeah. They haven't been brought up around people. I haven't and, seen humans. That's exactly right, mate. You're a target. You got a big target on your on your chest, on your back, yep. pretty much everywhere over your body when you when you step out to a big clean skinned bull. Yeah. But um, no, I, I I love it, man. It gets the blood rush. Oh, you for know, sure. Who does going. those setups with the claw lock on the 45 series or, or probably newer cruisers now these days? Like, how do that, is that – that's Australian-born, isn't it? It's not America. Yeah, like that, 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 that crusher yeah, on the side of a car or something. Well, so that brings into, like, some yeah. of what I was going to say is the different techniques, you know, yeah. that people use. And, like, what are all the different techniques, brother? Well, you know, I, I've, I've been lucky enough to experience pretty much every aspect of it. Yeah, you know, it comes down to you know your dogs, catching them with dogs and stuff. Pretty much exactly the same as pigging, but just a harder dog yep. up in the mountains and stuff where you can't get vehicles and you're on horse, catch them off horse, catch them off quad bikes. You know, you got like Cam was saying, you got the arms and stuff on. And I'm pretty sure to answer your question there before, mate. I'm think, pretty sure it's Buffalo River that make them 
Um, yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, them arms that come down onto the onto the balls. It's a wild setup, mate. Yeah, that's as healthy as it gets. Full on Mad Max. Yeah, style yeah, of yeah. Shit, you know, hundred percent. And you, you you know you you think a you think a, a piece of two three mil steel is is you know tough. You know when it's welded. I mean, I've seen I've seen bulls like go straight through that <laughs> shit. You know, and and they're tough animals, man. Yeah. They're they're a t- totally different. Yeah, yeah. Totally different game. Like, I've even seen you before, like, and if people follow your Instagram and that and give it a look, I think you got videos on there of you actually chasing down a bull on a two-wheeler yeah. until they're fucked yep. and then jumping off and throwing it barehanded and yep. tying it by yourself. Yeah, that's right, mate. So, you know, that, <laughs> Look, that's loose as that, fuck. That's about, that's about as loose as you get. <laughs> that's, um, that's something, you know, that just comes down to judgment and all that sort of stuff and being around it long enough to know when a bull's knocked up and, and, and know when to jump off that bike and you're on your two feet then, you know, and goes back to... When we were talking about hunting before, you know, that, that second that you hesitate is that second that that bull turns around and you end up with a horn in your guts and yep. you're four or 500 kilometres from anywhere that's going to help you. you, you know what you've I mean? actually taken jobs before specifically for bull catching, haven't you? Yeah. Like you went over – was that was that the Pilbara job out yeah. the west? Yeah, so that was that was with a bloke um, by the name of Kurt Finger. Yeah. He was um, – he's Savannah Contracting, I think. Yeah, right. And he does a fair bit of that bull catch and stuff. I'm not sure what he's doing now. How you going, Cody, if you're, yeah. if you're listening? Oh, did you? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, there's there's multiple ways to catch him. There's multiple, yeah. Which which one's the most fun, bros? I reckon I reckon the old uh, step out of the car and grab him by the tail, eh? Yeah, I, I honestly reckon that's probably, you know, when you got – I'm, I'm probably 75, 80 kilos ringing wet with a ball, balls full of fucking sperm. Tuck, you know tucked I mean? up so, like an old rude dog. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> and, you, and you're, trying to, you're trying to bring a six, five, six to 800 kilo animal to the ground, you know. It, it, it takes a bit of doing it. Mm. And, That's what I'd like to get into later and you got some cunt lipping off at the pub and you, and you wrestled 800 <laughs> kilo fucking <laughs> scrub balls in the fucking paddock and some cunt thought he might lip up with a rum seventh in his hand. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> actually funny you say that. I was oh. actually um, in Mackay the other day and um, <laughs> we're doing a bit of concrete and concreter and um, we're doing a bit of concrete in there and we had a started at three in the morning, you know, the boys were pretty tired. We went out and Finished at about 11, 12, concrete as ours. Yeah, yeah. And um, rolled into the sales bar down in Mackay, right on the jetty there. Yeah. Shit out of the sales bar. Watching everyone fuck up as they come onto the trailers <laughs> with their big flash boats. Seeing if you're an alpha or a beta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, this, I don't know, sort of a junkie-looking sort of a bloke. I didn't really take much attention of him when he walked in the pub, but anyway, the boys were, were all there. There was probably six big, angry motherfucking concreters sitting at one table, you know, tatted up to the hills and all got a bit of 40 MPA hanging off of somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, oh, mate, I've just got up to get a, get around for the boys, you know, and I've heard this um, stubby bottle smash right beside my ear roll. <laughs> oh, I've fucking turned around the boys. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> and they've already they've turned around the corner and here's old mate out on the grass and he's lipping off. And I've gone, fucking right, eh? Here we go. So I've kicked the old double pluggers off, the Rocco's, kicked them out of the fucking park, threw the hat on the ground, the sun he's landed, and I'm out there. And I said to him, I said, What's your problem, mate? I said, Do you want to bang? And he goes, Fucking oath. 
And he put his dukes up then, so as soon as he put his dukes up, he fucking had them down around his ankles pretty quick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, give him a fair old touch-up. What'd you yeah, hit him with? Did, it? What, what sort of combo did you hit him yeah, with? Yeah, Conor McGregor, mate. Just fucking <laughs> straight up, bang, bang, two to the snout as he went down to uh, – Send a little prayer. I uh, pop rivet him. Pop rivet him with a couple of the old <laughs> kneecaps. Actually, you've actually still got a uh, knuckle busted in your yeah, kneecaps. Yeah, you are a bit busted up, bit of colour yeah. coming off Did the it, fucking knee. How's his teeth? Put how'd his teeth? Well, well his ears weren't too good. He's was, <laughs> bleeding from both of them. So True. hopefully, I don't end up with an assault charge against me. But. I'm sure, the, I'm sure the ladies at sales didn't mind it. They come out about five minutes later after everything settled down. And Have shouted. you checked in yet, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, mate. Where's your COVID at? <laughs> yeah, you double jab, mate. <laughs> we got, got Weezer's a major fucking thing here. <laughs> oh, it's got quadruple jabbed. <laughs> Where's me booster? <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. But, um, yeah, no, that's just, yeah. That's yeah, my right. car for you. <laughs> fucking oath. Going back to the bull catching briefly. So, like, um, which parts of Australia have you caught bulls, brother? And which, which do you reckon, which spot has produced the rankest? I don't know. They're all pretty rank, eh? Yeah. But I, I honestly reckon up in the Cape, like up in the Gulf and stuff and up in the Cape, man, they got some rank-ass bulls up there, eh? They, they mean business. They're dealing with crocs every day, every time they go for a drink. You know, they're, 90% of them have got big old – oh, not 90%, sorry, that's a bit of a – yeah, poke in the dark. Probably ten percent or twenty percent of them have got. You know, you'll catch the odd one that's got the big old croc mark you know, upside mark out of yeah. his ass or out of his front shoulder or something like that. You deal with buffalo when you're like going looking for like bull catching. I've shot a couple. Yeah, but yeah. I've but I've just to eat, obviously. Yeah, just yeah. To give yeah. it a go. I'd love to try it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Back it's straps of them. Yeah, it's, it's gamey. very gamey. Very, yeah, gamey. Yeah. very different texture. Sort of, sort of like a deer. It, is meat. It, yeah, it is like a venison. Yeah, it yeah. is like a deer meat. Um. But no, not not too many buffalo, man. That's that's one thing that um, if anyone's listening out there, um, that's one thing that I wouldn't mind giving a go. Eh? I, I've always I've always heard a bloke saying, you know, fifty cent piece. You throw a fucking fifty cent piece out in that yard there, and that buffalo will hit it with his horn. You know, and I've always been a big believer in 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 that. I just want someone to show me how it's done. You know, so if there's anyone out there listening, contact me on the Instagram and that and. And um, we'll get to talking, but what I wanna, I wouldn't mind stepping off and throwing one. To oh, be is that to, is that to catch them? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah I, would, right. I wouldn't, yeah, mind, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind grabbing one by the arse end and, and well, and I'd love to see over. it on video. Yeah, well, she'll be rolling because <laughs> I, I reckon it might be me death tape if it does. Yeah, yeah right. I'd like Steve Irwin. Except They'll be wondering the why there's shadows behind them. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you caught that. Yeah. Oh yeah. fuck me, mate. That's another. That's a fucking another game if I haven't heard it. Definitely. Like, Holy! <laughs> one thing, like I wanted to ask you, with because I'm, like I said, I haven't really done it myself either. I got a little bit of an insight on what it's about, but once you've caught them, what's the process, bro? And do, like, do they all go to the meat works, or what's what happens with them? So a lot of, I think he's had Taron on, yeah, 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 out in the bush, you know, you got chainsaw and all that sort of stuff. And they were caught, you know, up in the mountains yeah. back in the day, you know, and they've turned out to be some of the best rankers. PBR sort of. Paul, yeah. PBR bulls, you know, yeah, yeah. to ever be on this earth, you know. So there's an aspect of that. But the process realistically goes into human consumption. Yeah. So that's like your beef cattle. So everywhere from your so 300 like, kilos to. So when you when you buy a tough rump from IGA, she's a scrubber. That's 100%. No, but. No, but. <laughs> 
So, is that true? Like, like the whole reason you get a, like you get rid of them or you do catch them is because they're a mixed breed and you don't want them to get into your cattle into that's your out there. But I thought they'd taste smick. Like, you could be dealing with a fucking Free Angus... Cross Brahmin, I don't know. Right, yeah. I thought I thought it'd taste prime. You're thinking right. the free range aspect. Right. Of I don't know. I don't know. I just seen like from a few people I follow, I'm going that has knocked them off bow hunting and shit. Yeah, they're going. They, I really rated them. Yeah, like, like well, there's no difference in them. Realistically speaking, you know your back straps and that. They're your prime cuts of meat. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, yeah. Regardless of the, oh. uh, the size of the beast or whether it's a cow, bullock, steer, you know, all that sort of stuff comes into. I think, I think it, it takes into two is in that, that uh, testosterone factor and a big male bull. Yeah. Like, it's tough, just not going to have tough, that tender yeah, meat. Right you know, he's, he's hardened as fuck. Rank. And rank, rank living rank. up in the mountains, mm. living hard. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's what the, the main thing that comes into it is. But, um, yeah, no, that's interesting, man. Because, like, a lot of the times when they're fucking proper wild, if you catch them, you'll leave them tied up, won't you? Oh, to yeah, like def- a tree or something for a day mate. or two and let them calm down and then take them to the yards? Def- or? Definitely, Tommy. You know, you, you, some bulls there, you know. So the going back to the processing sort of thing. So when you catch a bull, you'll roll him over, you put a strap on him. A lot of people do it straight away. They'll tip their horns. Yep. And when, I, when I mean tip their horns, so they'll shave that first initial point off their horns. Yep. So that's so they can't damage themselves or, or other bulls during transport or anything like that. But going back again on what you're saying, tying them to a tree and stuff like a, a real rank bull and that, you might, you might have to leave him for a day yep. or two days to calm down because he's just a big rank animal. And sometimes you'll rock up to them trees and that, man, where they've been head roped. Like they can still stand and everything like that. They lay down, have a sleep, do whatever they want. But, um, Sometimes you'll go there, mate, and they'll have that tree absolutely ring-barked. Yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely ring-barked, <laughs> mate. And you'll get there and you'll go, holy fuck, and he's laying down. You go, right, yeah, oh, sweet. Yeah. We got him. Yeah. Put him straight on the truck. Is that goes back to the too, yard. They're too, too much to deal with when they're that full energy of a fucking ton, ton animal just going off. They get their second win. It's like us playing a game of footy. Yeah, you know, yeah. you come off for your half time, you know, you, you're rooted. Because yep. you put in 100%, and then you go back in on the second half, fucking ready to go again. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bull recovers so quick. You don't know when they're dropping a load either. They fucking be storing it up for a few months. <laughs> I tell you what, if I had that stored up, mate, I'm fucking coming at you at fucking Gadoon Street. Like you're a, lipping off. Like, a, <laughs> like Big L, dog. Like a custard truck hitting a brick wall. Fucking 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 it. Like a plasterous radio if I hit you. <laughs> <laughs> Done a bit of plastering in me, don't. I've heard that. I've upgraded to a renderer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, mate. Well, to finish off the bull riding chat. Yeah. Uh, bull catching. Bull catching. Sorry. Bull catching. Bull catching. Yeah. Catch. Have you got any fucking wild stories you want to share for, with us from any bull catching trips in particular? I got one. I got one that stands out in particular. Matt Skelly is uh, probably the only reason he's still alive to this day. Yeah. Um, had an incident over in the Spinifex. Um, over in WA and Matt Skelly never never really thrown a bull in that before and he was pretty keen. He's older than me, but he's you know, he's real keen and we're in the bull catch there and the chopper blew one out to us and he's a fucking big poly bull actually. What's that mean? So he had no horns. Okay. So, yeah, born no horns. All right. And um anyway, just a massive big bull. They're the ones you want to catch, you know, that anyway, so we're cruising along and we pumped this bull out for a bit and Skelly's getting a bit anxious. He's sitting in the other side of the catcher there. He's like, fucking let me out, let me out, let me out. I was going, no, mate, no, mate. You, 
got to pump them out a little bit, get them a bit tired, and then I'll let you out. So anyway, it's come to the time. I thought, yeah, this bull might be fucking right here. So I said, right, Skelly, get on the side here, mate. I'm going to put you right up on his ass. You're going to go in there and you're going to put that seatbelt on, mate. And when I say seatbelt, you get the you got a you got a bull's tail, right? And it comes down, piss shit. Oh, well, not piss and shit. Obviously, cows do that, but shit all over the ass end of their tail, and they got a brush there. So that brush can be anywhere from six inches long to, to four inches long, and that's your seatbelt. So when you get in there, you wrap that seatbelt around your around your wrist. Oh yeah, and you're locked in. Mm. You're in the fucking roller coaster, mate, at SeaWorld, and you are locked in. Or SeaWorld, whatever the fuck it is. But you're locked in. Wet and wild. So anyway, he's, he's, he's got out. He's done all the right things. He's footed this bull, and this bull's dropped his, dropped his right ear when he's gone in to grab it. And that's a telltale sign. When they, The first way they look is the first way that they're going to fucking turn around. Oh, yeah. So anyway, he looked back, and I've gone, fuck, I hope Skelly's ready for this. <laughs> And he's looked back, mate, and given him probably another five paces, and this big fucking clean-skinned bull has just turned around and just he's lost the seatbelt. It's gone out the fucking window. The airbag hasn't gone off, and he's just copped it. Bang, straight up, threw him probably 10, 12 foot in the air, no exaggeration there. Come back down, and I've stopped the bull catcher and – by this stage, I'm 100 metres away from him, you know, just get the ball catcher and that out of the road so they don't ram it and fuck anything, you know. Mm. So got in there and here's Skelly, I'm running barefoot across the spin effects, getting that many fucking prickles and shit in my feet, rolled straight in there, jumped on that big poly ball by the head, just enough to fucking distract him enough so Skelly could get up. Because this big clean skin ball, so what they do is when they don't have horns is they'll lay all over the top of you, mate. Oh, so yeah. when they get in there, you got you got 500 kilos of pressure Pushing down on your sternum, guts, your whole body. Back of hundred And he was there. He was fucked. He was on the ground getting absolutely mm. rinsed. And I've run over there and got that bull's attention, jumped on his head and, and got him away from him. And then he was my drama then. So I fucking, I've, I've put the foot falcons on, mate, and I've hammered back to the bull catcher. And by that time, Skelly's still laying on the ground. And I ended up tying the fucking thing up probably 20, 30 metres away from Skelly laying on the ground there. But no, good on you, man. You showed a bit of heart there and had a fucking crack at it. So well, did, you, did you grab like when he when he got him away from Skelly? Did you did you grab him by the tail and flick him? Yeah, Is that yeah, what you did? yeah. So pretty much, I run back to the car, and as I was running back to the car, that bull started trotting away. And as he trotted away, I sent me opportunity to go for him. And yeah, you know, like we were saying before, you don't hesitate. Yeah, going a hundred percent. Got that seatbelt, mate. And uh, popped his airbag. How how big you reckon that bull was? I reckon he was close to. He would have been five hundred kilos, six hundred kilos, mate. He's oh, a, a wrecking machine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's that's loose, eh? <laughs> and um, how how Scully end up from that? Is He's he good. Bro- I think he had he a okay? couple of broken ribs and shit. And yeah. I think he uh, he just needed to sit down. <laughs> yeah. For a little while. Quick breathe. Have, have, co- have you ever caught cool. any injuries, mate, doing I've got one on my wrist and that from a towy little clean skin bull that I caught over in WA as well. Just wrong place, wrong time. He knew he knew what was up. He had a back strap on his back legs, man, and he knew where to run with him yep. by, the t- by the time we got back to pick him up. And I just went in there. Fucking, yeah, you know, yeah. I got too confident. Yeah. And just went in there and got run over and. Yeah, got me hand in the wrong place. And those little quick ones are they the, are they the ones you got to look out for? Yeah, yeah the whippy ones, man. They, you got to watch them, mate. Eh? They haven't got as much body to move around, you know. Yeah. Ah, for sure. No, that's fucking. 
But yeah, that that uh, wraps up most of the bull catch and chat we got today. But moving on to the fishing, filthy. Like uh, as previously mentioned, mate, you've been staying over the rod and pulling in some quality fish lately, mate. Uh, what's that been like? Some of those barrow up north and that. Man, I was pretty lucky. I, you know, there was there was six of us up there, and we we're fishing pretty much every arbo after work and that. And I reckon the fish that stands out the most to me was that one hundred and seven that I got. Yep. And that was on a um, little Samaki vibe. Shout out to Samaki if he's a listener. Yep. But, um, yeah, no, on the little, uh, I think it was a 28 gram redhead white body, commonly known as a Qantas lure. Yeah, but, little um, ranger. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that, that, was a, that, was a, that was a pretty special fish. You know, we were, we were sitting on a, yeah, on a, on a school of fish there for ages, catching heaps of rats. And, yep. And then um, all of a sudden the tide changed and started running the other way and, and the bigger fish come out to play then, and yeah, we ended up getting one done. And I think Mossy ended up with a one hundred three that same night. And yeah, we caught caught a couple of good fish while we were up there. Um, but yeah, apart from that, man, it was yeah, it was it's it's awesome, mate. Oh, oh, it's one thing that I really do love. Yeah, oh, for sure, just mate. as much as me hunting. No, that's you know, right, so. and it's obvious of your Instagram as well. Like it, it's it's unreal seeing some of the shit you put together for people to look at on there. You know, I, I try and capture as much as I can. You know, as you know, when when you're out fishing, you sort of run out of time to do everything that you want to do. That's right, know? and when you're having a lot of fun, that's the last thing that's on your mind is filming it's, and time and time. That's right, yeah. time and filming. You know, so so when you do film, it's like fuck, righto, we've caught four or five fish now. Let's get the GoPro out or yeah, yeah. whatever and, and get a bit of footage of this. And nine yeah. times out of ten when you pull the fucking GoPro out, mate, you don't catch nothing. <laughs> they stop <fish>. watching. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, been been lucky enough to catch some yeah, quality quality fish over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Some of the GT on your Instagram, mate, um, absolute fucking horses. Would these be your favourite fish to catch? 100%. Or what? 100. Big sporty fucking... <laughs> Man, big Trevor. When you're fucking, I don't know, you put it into perspective, man. You know, you, you throw, you throw, you know, your seven, eight inch plastics for your big bar and the dam and and in the salt water too. Mm. And it's a whole nother level when you when you're throwing, you know, three fifty, four hundred long right. stick baits. I, yeah, I love knowing. I love seeing the pictures of you doing that because knowing you for a long time now. I know that you love shit when it's big, fast, fucking hard. And, and it's fight. like I know that you love throwing the biggest rod and the biggest lure out, wanting it as fast as you can and the biggest fish in the fucking ocean just grabbing it. Yeah. And you're well, on. I think I think where it started I think where it started was just just trial and error, really. Yeah. You know, going out there and having a go, putting it all together. You know, finding your current lines and and all that sort of stuff, and and your pressure points, and you know all your all your tide and all that sort of stuff, moon phases, and everything comes into play. And and when it all lines up, it can be or can make for some pretty spectacular action. You know, so, so. some of those, do you reckon those big surface lures you run, just smashing it across the surface, some of the best shit you've seen. Like? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I think a lot of a lot of fishermen are in the same boat as as me. I'd like to think so, anyway. There's nothing like seeing a fish hit a surface lure. Yeah, there it's, is, there it's is, good to watch. Out there here. is nothing quite like it, man. It is you're you're working that lure to its full potential. You're mimicking that bait fish that's wounded on the top, going "fuck, I'm getting out of here" yeah, yeah. before something beat grabs me. And 
That's what What's happens. What's Sonny's year run? What's your fucking uh, ideal? I think I'm running the Mangrove Jacks from the... The safety squint. Yeah, the, <laughs> the BP <laughs> survey jobbies. Polarise, <laughs> but polarise, you yeah. spot them out. I had, I had a set of electrics, but um, last trip they went in for a little swim in the piss. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what, yeah. Mate, one thing I wanted to ask you with, like I see a lot of your GTs you post up, They a lot of the big ones are real big black fish. Yeah. Like, I think I Googled it, something to do with the big male... In mating, so is it something to do with that, or what? Do you know much about it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to tell. You, like I'm no National Geographic's. Yeah, David. Sort of, sort of you can shit, talk like him, but yeah, bloody oath. But um, <laughs> I, I reckon. I reckon. You know. I think it's just a. I think it's just like a an, an aggression. Thing. Yeah. You know, it's like us when we get into yeah. a blue. You know, we're red and we're fucking all fired up, yeah. and then when we cool down, you know, we're back well, to skin color again. Yeah. I think want to have a of, root, and then you have a pull. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. same job but different story. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think a lot of the time it's it's them fish hitting that lure and and being just so aggressive. aggressive, just so aggressive. You know, it's like a mangrove jack. Anyone that's caught mangrove jack before will will notice when they hit a lure and you bring them straight into the boat, how red and how beautiful that fish looks. Yeah. Get him in the water. That, uh, get him in the boat for five ten seconds, and they turn as white as this bit of a four here. Well, you're you know top pointing to me like an albina. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. That's interesting, though, eh? Because, like I said, I've, I've seen a couple now from your Instagram where you get these big, dark, what? like, GTs, and you go, holy fuck, that looks like a proper animal that's the apex of their domain. Well, like they the are. Al- the alpha. Yeah, they are, man. Like, when you've got, you know, Spanish mackerel and stuff like that, they're big, long... Things that just pull line real quick, yeah. real hard. They do two or three runs, man, and they're, they're rooted, you know. You pull them in like a whiting. Yeah. But then these GTs, man, they will like, they will pull your fucking arms <laughs> off and then when you think you've got them fucked, yep. they'll just give it to you again and mate, they'll go I'll, deep. And they'll, I actually can't wait to come out with you and experience it. Mate, any time. You know yeah. that? Any time, yeah, mate, yeah. we're on. Nah, that's unreal, bud. I'm like the devil's advocate for that. Like um, the sports fishing, you're all about it. Good on you, but I'm all about catching something I can fucking eat. Yeah, <laughs> what you? I don't want to be fucking around with a dirty old 30, 30 kilo GT to pull it in and drop the cunt back out. I want a trout I can eat, a lipper I can eat, or a fucking red. Never got a red. I've got a red that I'm dating, but that's about fucking. It. Um, that's actually a fair argument, but I suppose that... that like, comes... um, you know, I, I, I've been out with plenty of blokes uh, fishing the flats out the reef and shit, and we're pulling the lures away from GTs because yeah. we don't want to deal with the hassle because we ain't eating that cunt tonight. It's, it's... I suppose it comes back to, like, you know, Jed and I were talking earlier about hunting pigs. That's you right. Know, like, yeah. We do that as, as, a sport. as a sport and as an adrenaline rush. So I know this bloke better than I know anyone, and... Like I was asking before, he won't admit it, but he's in a fucking adrenaline junkie. So <laughs> this bloke, like I was saying before, man, pulling that big lure in and battling the hardest fighting fish in the ocean, that's what this band's all about, you know what I mean? And oh. I, I suppose you, you still catch a lot of fish you can eat, but that 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 battle with the with the hardest fish you can catch, that's what you're about, eh? It's, yeah, it's like something else, man. It's pretty brutal, you know. Like you were saying, Cam, up on the flats and stuff, that's probably another one of my favourite Things to do yeah, as well, yeah, you definitely. know. When we're not tasting that current and that tide and stuff, you know, we'll dick around on the flats, catching mm. squid, eat, you know, catching our trout, throwing our little stick baits and plastics and that out. And you done much spearing lately? I've done a little bit, eh? Like um, up around Mission and that, the boys jumped in the water a couple of couple of times, and I, 
Yeah, I've done a lot of spearing, really, yep. realistically. Phil, um, do you remember that day up at fucking Cape Cap, mate? We're at, at the point of the headland of fucking uh, the yellow City. patch there. Shark yeah, City. you go, I'm going to jump in, bring his spear gun. Mm. And me and me and Casey Bell, shout out to Casey Bell. Big case. Yeah, Big we, Bell. we were sitting in the boat and we're going, look at this fucking unit. Drive, just swimming along the headband. We're going to go, he's going to get chewed here. <laughs> anyway, he's popped up and he goes, there's a fucking big well, I don't know what he was saying, but he was pointing down and we're going, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, the filth, he's gone down. Come up, mate, and he's just held this fucking what? How big? Ninety nine, ninety nine centimeter barrier out of the water <laughs> yeah. with a spear through its head, going. Fuck they are thick through there, through yeah. that. Um, yeah, in through yellow patch. No, I've got to admit creek. that was pretty impressive. Yeah, that was that was probably that was probably one of my highlights of spear. And you know, there's not many people out there that have speared a barra. And to do it in the middle of winter on the headland at Cape Cap, man, <laughs> we, we tell you, good mates, yeah, in the yeah. tinny. Fucking you know, over. that's good. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how much you're into into that, but um, we've got a few oh, p- future guests sort of coming up that might be able to handle this. But what when someone goes to me, what are you diving? Jed, what are you diving, mate? And it's um, four metres down and four metres back up, and they go, are you diving eights or are you diving fours? I'm diving fours. That's right. If that's it's four metres deep, that's, I'm diving four that's metres. That's right, yeah. yeah. You're not even including going four back up. No, that's – but. No. There is a few blokes that have been under the water too long and their fucking head's not right. <laughs> and they're going fucking, yeah, I dive tens. Oh, no, I dive twenties. I said, what do you mean? He goes, ten down, ten back up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm diving yeah. twenty. I'm going, no, you're off your head. <laughs> yeah, I don't Twen- even know what you're talking about. Like well, ten no, metres down. Twen- ten ten metres down. So that's the bottom. That's where yeah, you're yeah, sort of okay. fucking scoping it out. Yeah, yeah. But he's claiming it as I'm diving twenties because it's another ten metres back to the surface. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I, I reckon it's just. You know, if you're diving 10 metres, you're going down 10 metres. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you're 100%. diving 20, you're going down 20. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll get you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But Jedris, what about, what about like, um, we talk about GTs for a bit there, but what what are uh, some other species that you love getting into, mate? What What's your other pride? I think share the same passion as a lot of lot of fishermen. You know, you've got your barramundi in your, in your fresh and your salt. And then you've got your big red emperors out in that deep water and stuff, and they're yep. pretty they're pretty spectacular fish. You know, everyone's it's on everyone's bucket list. I'm pretty sure that's got anything to do with fishing to catch a big red emperor. Yeah, um, pretty much like red emperor cold trout. Pretty much, you know, all, everything that pulls hard. Yeah, and, and like a yourself. school girl, yeah. like yourself, yeah, yeah. yeah. school girls and all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What about, mate, it seems like all your fishing trips are packed full of action. Like, why don't you tell us about the time you took your fucking tinny to the reef? Yeah, so <laughs> this one, this one's got a bit Is of a this off of Agnes? <laughs> so we got it. I've taken it out a fair few places, probably where a tinny shouldn't go, if that, made, if that yeah. makes any sense. And a uh, little 4.2 made a tinny with a little 40 on the back. and um, The naughty 40. Mate. <laughs> We've had that thing 100 kilometres offshore, you know, banging, banging, you know, your pearlies and, and all that sort of stuff and then come back in, you know, Fitzroy's 73 kilometres from, mm. from the headland at 17. Nautical 70. miles, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's, I think it's about 38 nautical miles. Oh, I think right, it's, I think so it's yeah, yeah, 73 70, k. 80 k, mate. Yeah. Right, yep. And then, um, and then another 30 k's past that out, that, you know, sort of near the shelf mark. Out there doing the thing out there and a little four point two meter tinny with, you know, eight meter, nine meter plate he's rocking up beside you going, Are you all right, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm good. <laughs> but um yeah, no, there's been some missions in it, eh? 
Fuck, mate. Is that a – you'd have throttle lock on your tiller? Yeah, so we've got run the throttle lock. <laughs> the, only thr- the only throttle lock there that I sort of use it for, eh, is trolling when I'm trolling big lures or yep. anything out the back, you know, for, for long periods of time. And you lock that motor on straight and away you go. Crack a couple of tins and Oops. bring yeah. the fish on with a – No, yeah. that's unreal, mate. I saw another video of you a while ago, kneeboarding in the raw. Out yeah. of the reef. What are you talking about? Put <laughs> well, the roo nuts out the front. So that was that was actually down off Malula Bar. So anyone that knows <laughs> knows around Malula Bar, that, around the bar, and that there gets pretty sharky. Yeah. But um, <laughs> was out on a mate's boat. I was supposed to make a fair bit of money there. Just coming into Chrissy, he goes, "I'll oh, come out. We'll catch some spanner crabs and that." And I was like, "Yeah, right. Oh, sweet. Shout out Levi. You listening? Silver lady, sick boat. Um, went out there and." We're probably 80 mile offshore. We pulled our last um, spanner crab. I think you call them a pot. Yeah. I think they're just flat bed, bit of mesh on them that the crabs get stuck to when they walk onto the bait. But um, anyway, the last, last line we pulled up, I think it was probably, correct me if I'm wrong here, Levi. Um, I think it was like a 10, 11 foot tiger. Uh, come out the back of the boat and started chewing all the spanner crabs off the back of the. Pots. Pots, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we, as as everyone knows, sharks follow boats. And um, I probably wasn't thinking at the time. And I found this boogie board up in the, in the front cabin. And I said to Levi, I said, how fast is this boat going? And he goes, oh, she, she goes all right. I said, I'll go fast enough to tow an e-board board. He goes, fucking oath, mate. <laughs> so I've, uh, yeah, put two and two together there. I've jumped out. and I actually jumped out with pants on, believe it or not. Just lost them. Yeah, just lost them. Just just the power of that boat, mate. <laughs> Me trying to get up on my knees on that boogie board, mate. They've gone. See you later. Slip past the cargoes. So if anyone finds a set of Quicksilver um, board shorts out that way, <laughs> let us know. Have a sniff. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Hey, but the, that's um, spanner crabbing for people that don't know, like, we're all about mud grabbing up the creeks, mangroves. What type of deep water are you talking about to get a load of a spanner crab here so, locally or along the Queensland coast? So Malula Bar's a pretty well-known spot yeah, for yeah. them. Obviously, you've got a, got a fleet of boats that run out of there, both prawn, um, spanner, pretty much everything you can think of, really, that run out of that port down there. Yeah. But um, you sort of, t- you know, you're 60 metres, you're 50, 60 metres, so them, them spanner crabs, not a lot of people know, they actually originated in Hawaii. Yep, yeah, and right. um, yeah, they so slowly migrated over, and yeah, they're doing what they're so doing I, and catching them. And I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I thought it's like more like yeah, um, we've almost got them north here, like rock cod. There's a few pros maybe that's gone there back down the coast. I don't know how north they generate. I don't, I don't know too much about it, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. But, I, um, I've never really dealt with them, but yeah. It'd almost be cool to maybe, well, I don't know, one day you're at the reef and you, and you knew you could throw a pot down and you get them for you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's, 100%. I, 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 there's I just, always a chance. That's right. I don't, I don't know what's about it. I've honestly never seen them in, like, anywhere, really. I've heard, pretty, I feel like king crab and shit when I was in Hong Kong and yeah. that, the big long legs on them. Yeah. They were good eating. They were fucking like a sand crab, like, on steroids. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's like the deadliest catch sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're real sweet. They're real sweet too, Fuck, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I won't get into what I was about Gender. to say, but um, yeah. <laughs> Generous, you, you talk about the um, like you know the lure game, mate, has really taken off in the last couple of years. Like, and you, you've always been a lure operator for a long time, haven't you? Yeah, definitely, man. I, I, I reckon you know you sort of you sort of when you go fishing, it's pretty easy to catch a fish on bait. You know, 
probably one of the best best ways to catch a fish. Everyone knows a little bit of live bait, you know, and yep. and lures represent, you know, that that Having live crack. bait. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, so you're mimicking a, a a wounded bait fish, you know, when you when you're bringing them lures and stuff in. And I reckon it's it's always important to have a good spread of lures in your boat. Doesn't matter the name of them. Doesn't matter the brand of them. You know, you upgrade your hooks and trebles and stuff like that. And um, apart from that, man, it's yeah. I think knowing you for a long time as well is that you've always been go, 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 man. Like, so you really enjoy changing lures, flicking lures. Like, you'll flick lures from dusk, like from dawn till dusk, yeah. eh, and really try everything. Yeah, definitely. You know, you've got to find what's working. You know, some people have, um, you know, their soft plastics that they, they, they love. They stick to that soft plastics. Yeah. And then, and then you've got your people that run like your hard bodies, like your jerk bait style of lure and stuff like that, where they've really got to be aggressive on the rod tip and, that's their thing. They love doing it, you know what I mean? And I'm sort of a mixture of that whole anything that works. Yeah, yeah. If it's going to work and it's going to catch you a fish, I'll mix it up 10, 20, 30 times in a day in a session Yeah, to catch that fish that I want to catch. Yeah, no, that's, that's fucking awesome. There's a man. lot of transition in boats at the moment going, oh, I'm a clean boat. We only flick lures. So yeah. I have a bait on the back of the bait board. You clean up a lot at the home. Like, I know the in-laws, are there. they're pretty – they're pretty like like um, staunch on the fucking lures at the moment. Yeah, and it's been good. I, I fucking enjoyed it. Caught a few. Didn't know it could even happen. Yeah, couldn't even catch anything on bait, but I'm catching <laughs> shit on lures. I'm a fucking yeah. shit fisherman. Don't get the lingo, but I'm fucking there to have a crack, and I'm keen on it. Bloody no, okay. it's we'll good. Get, we'll get you out for sure, Cambo. Get, oh, your, yeah. get your arms probably another four or five inches longer when you get back to the boat. <laughs> I don't know if they can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, filthiness. Is there any lures that? Every bloke needs in his box if they're chasing the big dogs out the reef. So like, what's your go-to? So, like, that's it's an awesome question, but it's like in the same sense, it's like you're changing all the time. So yep. if you're catching barramundi and, and stuff like that up your creeks and that, you've got a specific style of lure that you're going to be using, such as like a chase bait prawny or, you know, like a Samaki vibe or you got your Reddicks and stuff like that also made by Samaki and – yeah, you've got a you've got a wide range of lures nowadays that are actually they're getting more realistic. They they are so realistic. They are, right? It is it is out of control sausage. Like you, you see them prawns <laughs> and stuff that they're making now, man. And it's just like fuck. If I threw that in a bit of boiling water, <laughs> I'd nearly be able to chew that thing. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. They look like realistic. Hundred percent, hundred percent, mate. No, that, that's Tom Cruise, awesome, I reckon. Yeah. No, or, or honestly, reckon though, no, you know. Whatever you're catching, just have a wide range of lures. What, whatever you're doing, what, yep. you know, whether it's GT fishing, barra fishing, red emperor fishing, all that sort of stuff, with, all the way down to your jigs, your vibes. Your, you get just, into your soft plastics a bit? Yeah, mate. I love me softies. I love yep. all my sorts of lures, you know. Probably a cheaper way of going. It is. And- <laughs> it is. It is in a sense, but it isn't. You know, we were talking about crocs before, we're eating a $100 lure. Yeah. Yeah, you tend to tend to want to get them back all the time and. Mate, if something is going, like, um, if someone's going out targeting the big stuff, like we were talking about before, you know, your big GTs, your fucking big reds, what would be the ideal combo that you would recommend, rod, reel, line, leader? So I'm talking, like, if if you're an all-rounder. If you want to pick an all-rounder reel, I reckon, shout-out to Shimano for this. Like, I've used Saragosa's, mate, for fucking years. And, um... I've always, you know, they might have a drag seal or a roller seal or a uh, roller bearing or something go in them, but 
$10 fix, man. You know, like you spend $300, $400 on a good reel. Being a Saragossa, you go out there, cast your arms off, catch big GTs. They've got a heap of drag. they got all that sort of jazz. They don't rust out. They don't fuck out. They're good quality gear for reasonably cheap. You know what I mean? So, you dealt with those pens at all? Pen slammers. I've got a couple of them at home. Yep, yeah. Yep. I, I, I do rate them, definitely. I just think they're, they're a little I think bit, that might be my next purchase. I think they're just a little bit stiff, you know, and when it comes to casting lures all day, yep. you want something that's in your hand that's going to be – you know, easy to use. So you'd almost pair it up with like a more of a flicky rod type thing if yeah. you were going to go down that pin range. Or would yeah. that be a good thing for bottom bashing? Like, like what? Well, yeah. You, well, it's all the same. You know, you, you've got your combos. You know, you've got your overhead rods with your with your cal cutters and 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 your, your low profile reels like your tatulas and bodora and all that sort of stuff. Flicking snag bash for mangrove jack, barrow, all that sort of jazz. And then you got like your your offshore stuff. So you got like your saragosas, your big pen slammers, your stellar. Mm, Twenty thousands yeah. and all that sort of shit, and the price range just goes up. But I reckon value for money. Yep. Go into BCF, do yourself a favour, wherever tackle shop you want or support. Go in there, get yourself a Saragossa. Got a heap of drag on them. What size? Depends on what you're doing. Yeah. So I'd go anywhere from like a, a three three thousand, or probably not three, but maybe a, maybe a five thousand for your barra and stuff like that. Yep. All the way up to a twenty thousand for your big GTs and and maybe even a ten thousand size yep. for like your bottom bashing, so you yeah. jigging and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, good rod, stuff. Rod rod wise, I don't know. I, I think it's you pick it up in the shop if it feels good, you know. Get old mate to swing off it <laughs> and try and break it in the shop. That's one thing that I can. What about your line and leader, bro? So your line and leader, I, I run braid, and I think everyone around here runs yeah. braid and a bit of leader. Um, I'll have my Siglon, my Siglon line. Um, it's pretty expensive, but then again, you know, you're hooked up to what could be fish of a lifetime, yeah. you know what I mean? So what pound do you run it? Oh, so 30 for Barra, yep. 30 pound, anywhere from 30 to 50 pound braid for Barra, um, and then obviously 80 to 100 pound for your GTs, yep. leader with your Barra and stuff like that, 100 pound. Like, you don't fuck around. I've yeah. lost, I've lo- I've lost. Multiple big fish, fishing too light, fighting them for too long. They rub through. You sit there and go, fuck, I should have run bigger leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So 100, 100 pound for any barra, whether they're 600 long or fucking a metre 40 long. You know what I mean? So 100 pound for barra, GTs and that, I'd be running 200. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome, mate. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um What's your most memorable fish to date? You reckon that you've caught? Fuck, man, this one. This one's a pretty special one to me. Um, me and the boys, J Boy and uh, Rooster, went out to Net Reef. It's out off Early Beach. So I've been lucky enough to um, catch a few ras in me day, but this ras, man, we we're, were doing it pretty tough and catching a few fish. You know, pretty slow. And um, the boys were up the front. I was actually steering the boat. And Rooster and, and Jable were up the front. They were casting, catching a couple of trout and that. And I've seen this big edge on the side of this bommy, bit of run hanging off it, and I've gone, fuck it. I'm just going to pick a rod up here and have one cast. So I've cast it in. It was fucking awesome, man. Like, it was so sick. you got a metre and a half, two metres of water that sort of slowly falls into, like, four or five metres of water with isolated bommies everywhere you know you're right up on the reef flats yeah and i've casted right into this bit of run and i've worked this um western swim green in color if anyone wants to know 
cast it out, man, and straight out of the box, they're an awesome lure. Cast it out, worked it back, had a massive big red bass come up, tried to eat the lure, and then I had a big trout come up and try and eat the lure out of the red bass's mouth, and I pulled it away from both of them. And out of the blue, this, I don't know, probably 15, 20 kilo Maori wrasse has just fucking swallowed me lure out of nowhere. And this thing pulled my arms off, you know, for a little, not a little fish, for a, for a good fish in a metre and a half of water, man. You, you yeah. know, you're locked up. It's crazy on the flats, eh? It yeah. is. It's something else, man, you know. And to get that fish in the boat with the boys out there, yeah, out the reef. Morale's up. The morale's, morale's up. Morale's up. Something. Pumping mine. Pumping mine. You're fucking taking photos. you got videos there, you know, you Everything's going on, man. You got fucking two other, three other, four other combos in the road. You know, <laughs> this fish is going ape shit in the boat. You're like, fuck, righto, this is a beautiful fish. We've got to get a photo and get it back as quick as we can, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the photos that I have got of it are pretty fucking shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the number one thing is we want to look after that fish That's so right. someone else can catch that fish one day and it, it might pretty be special. twice the size. Yeah, yeah. that was, that was right? 100% yeah. one, of me, one of me all time favorite. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that, that is How'd sweet. you go with that sneak snake um, the other week from Tassie and <laughs> fucking, um, well, I don't know, the other week, a few months ago or whatever, posted. Fucking, he's, a, he's mad as a cut snake himself, isn't hey, he? Mate, Tassie, Tassie, if you're listening, absolute legend, mate. Love you, brother. He's a fucking cool dude. He is a cool dude. That's, he is a that's, fucking that's, cool dude. That's the way to explain him, man. He's easy going. He loves his fishing. Loves getting out there, getting fucking out, drinking peace. He can surf like a mad cunt. He can surf like an animal. Quicksilver yep. or got Rip Curl root. or <laughs> got a good rooting game on him. Or yeah, he has, mate. Yeah, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's can't stay not, over it. <laughs> not that I'd know. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't fucked me, but no, no, he's, he, he gets a couple, mate. Yeah, no, he's he's yeah, he's a legend. He loves his fishing and pretty much exactly the same shit that we love doing, man. He's he's all about. So oh, yeah, if you right. listen to mate, might be a future guest for a yarn. Good yeah, on you, mate. Definitely, yeah, for sure, mate. Um. Have you got any fish that are on your bucket list that you haven't caught yet? So this one, this one is a, yeah, fucking oath there is. So there's dog tooth tuna, and I think I think everyone wants to catch a doggy at some stage in their life that loves yep. fishing. Um, had amp, like a fair few opportunities and hooked a fair few of them, but they are just, a, man, they are a totally different fish. Go like, off like a frog in a sock. Oh, like a wallaby in a sleeping bag, man. They're just... <laughs> Fucking pull like a fourteen year old boy, mate. Like yeah. just fucking flat out, right to the bottom, dog fight. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> Name dog tooth. Yeah. Big teeth on them. They yeah, no that's fucking sick. around. That's Always hang with sharks and stuff too, so that gives you a pretty good indication of how tough these fucking things really are. No, that's that's unreal, mate. But um mate, I told a story on a previous podcast about the time that you marched over to me neighbour Steve O's joint. Ready to yabby pump him through the screen. Why don't you tell us a bit about that, bro? It was a couple of episodes, yeah. <laughs> so I'll Steve, though. So every, anyone that knows me around this area will know that I'm a bit of a loud cunt and I love having fun and, you know, some people take me the wrong way. Um, but anyway, old Steve-O must have taken me the wrong way and, I, and I've gone, fuck you, Steve-O. So anyway, he's up. What was it? What were we doing? We had a bit well, of music no, it was playing. The night, it was the night before. Was it? And and he was yelling out that fucking dude. Oh, he's yeah. Oh, And you rocked up the next day and said, hey, Steve-O fucking. 
Yeah, so, so, so I wasn't even there. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't even there. So Tommy and the boys must have been down there running a mark on the piss and having a good time, as we always do. And um, I've got there next day. Tommy's going, oh, fuck me, mate. He goes, you want to hear this, Steve? Across God just giving you shit. <laughs> and I've gone, fucking true. And he's true going, yeah, yeah, fucking no. No, true, true God, true God. True he's God. over there. He's, he's over there and he's. Was just running his mouth. I'm going, fucking right, eh? So I've walked in the gate, said good day to Tommy, heard this, walked straight back out the gate, walked round the fucking block, over the other side of the fence. I've knocked on his door and I've gone, Steve Steve And he's in there listening to some fucking side trance from the fucking sixties. Side trance. And he's in there London rave. And he's out there, mate, and he's fucking I don't know how many how many hot ones or fucking cold ones he had, but he's out the back, and I've rocked up to his front door, bang, 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 Steve, come out the front, you cunt. <laughs> anyway, he's sitting in there on his, he's sitting in there on his chair, and he's fucking shaking like a leaf. <laughs> I've gone, you're all lit last night, you cunt, saying fucking, shut up, Jed, you can't fucking rah rah rah. So now's your time to shine, big boy. Come out the front here and have a fucking go. And uh, he went to bed. Yeah. Pretty, pretty soon after that, that I think we great, stayed mate. up that night on the. You piss didn't put him to it, but he, no. he no, helped he, himself to a. He definitely went to a pillowcase. No, I was, yeah, I was yeah. saying the other day it was hilarious because I remember you saying "fuck" and uh, get out the front. And he's going, "I'm going to call the cops." And he went, "Oh, fuck!" And I want to ring him on speed dog because I'm fucking here now. <laughs> but no, that was that was fucking hilarious, mate. Yeah, mate. Oh, hilarious. That was it. That's just one. That's oh, one. mate, I, I told I went on the big spiel a couple of episodes ago about Steve. Shit us neighbor on earth. We had a few run ins with that. Thank God he's fucked off. Yeah, that's right. Is there any other is there any other fucking highlights of the fucking blue and days, mate? You've been tackling balls, fishing, pigging. Fishing, fighting, fucking What what happens? Yeah, you you sort of stayed away from the main street. But when you do do there, I've seen you many oh, not many a times I should say, but I've seen you slug a fucking main bar at a nightclub before and you you almost need to be behind the fence line, yeah. well, behind the barbed wire. I think. I think it's. I think it's just more nature. Mate. That's right. Yeah, it yeah. comes to me, and I, I love it. And I think yeah. a lot of people can't handle you. That's like I, I remember for the listeners. Well, they're not alpha blokes, then, are they? That's, that's right. They're right. betas. That's they right. Are. Yeah. But yeah. I remember going to the fucking going to Bowie's with this mad unit one night, and anyway, I went in, went and had a piss, got us a drink, and I was standing around looking around, and anyway, I've turned back around, and here's the filth. Slugging across the bar at Bowie's, knocking everyone's drink, knocking off. ten hours glasses, like a, like a furry caterpillar just slugging across the deck, mate. Fucking hell, we didn't last work. too long in there. Nah, it's not built for your brother, is nah, it? The nah. nightclubs. That's why I'm from the bush, mate. That's it, bro. What about that um, festival? Um, they had the what was it? Blink, oh. blink no, not no, blink. Um, Bliss and SA. Bliss and SA. Oh, uh, you're the, hoods, you're the hoods. Hoods. Shout out the Hilltop Hoods. I <laughs> yeah, love this shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you're up smashing a fucking Wesley snipe on someone's shoulders on the big screen. So that was that was actually <laughs> Phil. That was Phil. Phil, you were in the grandstand. No, no I was you in this crowd. You were in the crowd on mm. the on. Where were you? I think oh, I lost that was at Marley anyway. Brown. That yeah. was at Marley Brown, yeah. But well, you went and didn't do the you went and did the hype crew in the fucking tavern, and you jumped off on the stage there, and then that security I had was it about yeah, and he goes, "I'm fearing for my life and shit." Yeah, and you're going, "I'm down here, cunt." Yeah. Well, that <laughs> when was you're a, on your knees crawling to him, that was <laughs> <laughs> that was. Um, I think that was the night Snoop Dogg played at fucking. Mm. 
Was yeah. that the one with no, Snoop? No, 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 no. Who was it? No, it was Hilltop Hoods. Hilltop Hoods. Yeah, there was a mob before him. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Same night. It was a great night. I was yeah. looking for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. <laughs> no, you were on anyway. I was looking for one there. You had everyone on their toes. That Definitely. <laughs> but, mate, I wanted to, like, do many people ask you where your nickname Filthy came from? Not a lot of people. Don't they? Nah. Well, I think it's about time you shared with them where the birth of it was created with it. Where, where did it originate? So I'm pretty sure it happened... Um, down at Agnes Waters, I was down there for Chrissy, um, yourself, Tommy, and, and the old boy, Rocket. Um, down there, and we had a couple of sherbets and what's so. A couple of Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> and um, bit of whiz fizz. <laughs> no, you didn't go that far? Uh, no, no, I think we did. Um, <laughs> there wasn't much there that we weren't on, I'll tell you that right now. But um, anyway, no, we, we got the mad idea, sort of. Sort of fit me, I suppose. Filthy. Yeah. Filthy far away. Well, we thought you were a bit filth at the time, eh? So the old boy thought, let me give you a haircut. Yeah. And uh, got the old clippers shaved shaved around the back and he put hashtag <laughs> filth across the, the whole back of his head. Back of his skull. The back of his skull. Like held in bold. And I'm telling you, man, this bloke it's... was walking along the highway. Like we're walking down the Esplanade. Going to the beach and he's going how and and the boys are going how's the surf out there boys and he's going yeah it's pretty fucking turns around and goes Phil <laughs> <laughs> it was pumping too man like it was like three and a half four foot fucking just right handers left handers whatever you wanted man yeah, it was absolute filth and uh, on. and and the hairdo actually did the job for you didn't it it, it did <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got two. Remember that night we <laughs> remember that night we went two. down there and you scaled those ten recycling bins on your belly. Oh yeah, surfed them, they surfed were, them. They were the days. Yeah, that's. I wouldn't be. I've never seen someone anymore. skip across about ten like a mud skipper. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking funny. Sorry, sorry, yeah. uh, Agnes Waters cancel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that night, filth, you ended up cleaning up, didn't you, with the old haircut? Yeah, done, no, I, done I, you the job. I think I've got two in the, in the same. Doing the same session. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very but, um, it's not heard of these days. But, yeah, that's where the nickname Filthy come on anyway. It just stuck like shit to a blanket since then, hasn't it? Yeah, mate. Yeah. It's been unreal. It's been very suitable. Mate, something, something I wanted to touch on, but like before we finish up, is like social media. Like a lot of young lads who love their hunting and fishing see you as a role model, mate, and froth your Instagram and socials. And it's unreal for people to look up to you doing what you do. But, like, I just wanted to ask, like, living the lifestyle that you live has plenty of highlights and fun fun times, as everyone sees, but what are some of the negatives or tough times that you go through, you know, for a, for a young bloke who's aspiring to do what you do? I think I think a lot of a lot of it, eh, is a lot of time alone in the bush. Like, and you actually find out who you are, really, you know, when you spend a lot of time in there, you've got a lot of time to think to yourself and you do got to work reasonably hard to, to – to be rewarded in anything that you do, you know. So I think like being out in the bush, you know, you, there's been days out there like 16, 17-hour days, you know, you're absolutely rooted and you, you're just like, fuck this, you know. Can't do this anymore. And then you, you wake up or you, or you don't wake up, you go out for a hunt that afternoon and bang a big ball, you know, and you go, fuck, yeah, this is not too bad. Yeah. And, you, you know, you sort of everything sort of flows from there, I suppose. You know, you get a little bit of adrenaline rush, a little bit of a kick. To keep you going. Yeah, no, that's I awesome, suppose, man. It's but, a, it, but it is unreal to see the headspace that you're in at the moment. Like, it, you've been through some rush, rough shit in your time. Yeah. And, that, like, have you got any tips or tricks for blokes having a rough trot? Like, I reckon 
I reckon the blokes that are having a rough job haven't got enough time for themselves and their mates, I suppose. I think a lot of – I think, yeah. I don't know. It's a hard one for me to say because, you know, as you know, with depression and all that sort of stuff and a bit of anxiety and all that sort of jazz, it sort of makes makes for um, a really bad headspace. Yeah. When you when – you, when you're doing something that you love and you're doing it every afternoon or day by day, every, yeah. every opportunity and every, every chance you get, you're throwing a 200% into, into what you love. Do you reckon having the, the right people around you contributes to being in a good headspace? Oh, 100%, mate. You know, like there's been times out like on stock camps and stuff like that, like you're working out there for two months straight, man. Like you ain't going fucking nowhere, whether you like it or not. Like you kick your boots up, kick your you know, get your hair or knickers in a knot and, you know, you're, you're fucked. You're 300, 400 k's from anywhere. You know, you can get the shits and walk fucking 10 k's thinking you're going to the homestead. You're not you getting know, a packet of dairy inside yeah, that 10 k. You're not going fucking nowhere. You know, you'll end up back at that stock camp. And I think it, yeah, it sorts the boys from the men, man, a lot yep. a lot of the time. Um, I think the headspace that I'm in now is pretty fucking good, really. I'm surrounded by two fucking gentlemen like yourselves, really good mates of mine and, and um, I think, it, yeah, that's all it comes down to, man, is, is surrounding yourself with people that want to see you do good. Yep. And, yeah, go go that next step. No, that's awesome, bros. Mate, it's, it's a funny thing I wanted to bring up too is your, you, I reckon, have got the fucking best metabolism in Australia. <laughs> so I reckon, I've, I reckon I've never seen you eat a bit of fruit or vegetable in your days. You, I love me fruit. You sponsored. Oh, yeah, really? I oh, love me fruit. I was going to say, you're sponsored by Crumb Sausage and fucking uh, Battered South Australia, mate. Not a pie mole say from you, bro. Yeah, that's right. You'll clear out a hot box on your good day. I'm waiting for four and 20 to send me a fucking... Fresh batch of Because dead set, you're tucked up like an old Rudolph. <laughs> and you've got the worst diet in Australia. All prick, all prick and ribs, mate. Uh, all digging ribs. <laughs> I've seen but, that um, thing fucking hammering. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, but, um, uh, no, no, it's fucking I, funny. I, um, I don't know. I reckon it's just eat fast, shit fast, and fucking get out of the road. Eh? <laughs> live life, live life fast, live shit life. fast, live fast, drink fast. Oh, that's that's fucking funny, mate. Then goes brekkie in the morning, piss shit, and look around and fucking away you go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one. That's probably yeah, piss, piss shit and look around. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, Jedra's filthness. You've uh, you've got a few sponsors, mate. Did you want to give them a shout before we move on to some guest questions? Um, yeah, fucking oath. Um, Samaki. Cheers for Joshy and that, for looking after me, sending me constant shit, you know, yep. a couple of shirts and lures and Keith's, you know, keeps me going. Now, you still spend money on that on lures and, yeah. and shit like that, but, yeah, no, them guys really help you out. Smarky, um, what's another one? Victorian Hunting Supplies. Got them lads down there in Vico. Um, what else? You got Jesse Farr and that at Bristol Up and that. They share all my content and that. When I when I get when I send it to them, obviously, but yeah. been a bit slack lately. Been a bit hard, hasn't it, mate? It has. It has, mate. More work, less play. On the um, trail. Yeah. On the screed, on the trail, on shopper. Fucking everything, man. Yeah, so die by the trail. Got that grey gold. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, nah, man. Oh, yeah. Nah, that's good, man. That's that's good. good stuff. <clears throat> Before we uh, finish, mate, we got, you know, some guest questions that we always like to get into. So we'll hit you with a few of those, mate. What's what's your favourite alcoholic drink? Bundy fucking rum. Yeah, domestic violence in a fucking glass. That's exactly the right, mate. fucking drop. Cane cutters cordial. Cane cutters cordial. <laughs> the fucking... It's the shit. There's nothing that's going to beat it. Mate, you can, you can cop 
20, 30 fucking proper good punches to the snout when you're drinking that shit and you are good to go to work in the morning. Yeah, num yum for Monday. <laughs> you drink fucking 20 beers and get punched in the face twice yeah, you're and you wake up feeling like a drop bag. Like I've said before, you see less blooded men dredged out of a harbour with 20 beers under you. Fucking oh. Fuck, no, that's funny, mate. No, definitely Bundy, mate. Yeah, good stuff, Russ. Good stuff. Mate, what about, have you ever been arrested? No comment. <laughs> yeah, that Beautiful. Was, right, I'm moving on. Move on from that. What's your favourite cheat meal besides the hot box? Oh, fuck, man. It's a toss-up between KFC and, and McDonald's. No, and pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pizza. I've had a thing for pizza at the moment, eh? Hey? Domino's. What do you order? Well, you know me, brother. I'm all meat and cheese, eh? Hey? Yeah, I heard that. Meat and yeah. veg. And, yeah. mm. But, um, no, definitely the pepperoni. Get a bit of Hawaiian mixed oh, up Tony. in there. <laughs> yeah, Tony pepperoni. Yeah, shout Sitting out to Pepperoni. Doing down much, sh- doing, doing good. <laughs> Happy fucking New Year. Get off the danger of flour for the people that aren't. Uh, mate, what, what about, what's your favourite movie genre? I reckon it's got to be action yeah. or, or comedy. Action. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm an action comedy bloke. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. all. I, Me too. I think that's all alpha blokes are action comedy. comedy that's Me right. Too. Yeah. I think. Let's get down to business. But let's have a laugh at the same Might, time. Maybe a little bit of Pornhub there. On oh the fucking yeah. eight! What's your favourite category when you're going on the search bar? Definitely midgets. No, no, no. We won't go there. No, good stuff. We'll move on. Moving on. Um, what about? Have you got any phobias, bro? I wouldn't say phobias. Eh? Like I. I'm willing to fucking grab anything, fucking touch anything. Heard that a bit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ollie, um, I don't know. I reckon, I reckon maybe heights, So eh? Yeah? Like, we got offered to go up to um, Cairns not long ago to do a bit of bungee jumping and shit for a Chrissy party. Anyway, it was fucking nine-hour steer there, nine-hour steer back. So we didn't end up going, thank fuck, because I didn't want to jump off, mm. you know, Cairns thing. Yeah, yeah. A bit of fucking rubber band holding me by the legs. Yeah. Um, and for them mad maniacs that jump out of planes and shit, I think you're mad for jumping out of a perfectly good fucking aeroplane. Yeah, right. They probably think you're mad for jumping onto a perfectly good scrumble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, that's probably my favourite, man. They probably yeah. heights, eh? Hey? Tommy yeah, and I fun. have done that tandem fucking skydiving, probably on. Um, I'll definitely maybe do that again, but you, I am with you, bruss. I will never jump. Uh, bungee jumping, mate. Yeah, I don't want me guts in the throat unless <laughs> I cause it myself. You know, if that, if that thing, gra- like if that thing, Rick Rickos, Rickos, Sheldell Ping, a local <laughs> prime minister from Rodney Rood, <laughs> spits you back and wraps around your neck. You're you're as good as fucked. Yeah, really. But that yeah. G force is kicking in two or three times. Yeah, at least skydiving. Yeah, How nah. do you feel when you're skydiving? It was prime. No, no G force. It was. Where'd you do your skydiving? Right beyond. Uh, yeah, yeah. How much yeah. they sting you? I can't remember. That was before the Canada days, and a lot of memory got wiped over there. Yeah, I, I don't know. All I felt was old mate's fucking fucking rue nuts. He wasn't manscaped. I can tell you that much. <laughs> That's when you used to look like a fat lesbian. So he might have thought yeah, he was yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's gr- grinding into me like an angle. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, the right flapper is gone. Anyway, no, what about we finish off with a joke of the day? Filth, have you got any jokes that you can think of? I've got, I got one here. If not, oh. you got a rap. Oh, i got, <laughs> got one here. What's black, white, and red and sits in a tree? What's that? 
Magpie with the stiffy. Yeah. <laughs> You've run that before. No, we have run that one. We have run that one. That's a bloody goodie. Well, so you know you're a supporter of the podcast. Thanks. That's for that. good. Yeah. <laughs> what have you got? What have you got? Ken? Oh, what's the difference between a pickpocket and a beeping Tom? Tom, one snatch watches your watch, and the other one watches your snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, right. that, that was a goodie, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you got, Tommy? All right. <clears throat> I don't know how this will go, but anyway, oh, Bob carks it, right? And he heads up to the Heaven's Gate and sees St. Peter up there. St. Peter goes, there you go, Bob. I'll give you a couple of chances, mate. You can either float through here or you can go back as an animal. I've got a couple of options for you. You can go back as a dog, a chook, or a pig. Anyway, Bob goes, wouldn't mind being a chook. So he goes down, Bob's a chook. So Bob's clucking around the yard, you know, pecking grain, thinking, how good's this? I've got it covered here, got me water, got me grain, got me other chooks, got me rooster. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Bob starts getting an itchy ass, and he thinks, what the fuck's going on here? He says, oi, girls, what's going on? My ass is itchy. He says, Bob, you've got to lay an egg. And he goes, fucking, yeah, righto, what, what, what's going on with that? And they go, just go over the laying basket and fire it out, just push. So Bob walks over to the laying basket, pushes Boom, fires this egg out. He goes, yeah, right, eh? that's good, girls, I feel good. Anyway, Bob's floating around the yard again, picks up a bit more grain. He goes, oh, starting to get a bit itchy and sore again, what's going on? And they said, oh, Bob, sometimes you've got to lay more than one egg. So anyway, Bob goes <laughs> over to the thing again, he goes, yeah, right, eh? And just as he's pushing it out, he hears this, Bob, Bob, fucking wake up, you're shit in the bed again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can imagine that up in the roost, eh? Oh, Bob. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. Anyway, that finishes that off. But I don't want to put you on the spot, but you can rap. The man can rap. Sam, he can. He can. uh, You got anything for us? Yeah, go on. What are you going to beat there for me? No, I don't actually. I don't. We're going to have to sort that out. Yeah, we yeah, will. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll have to come back with a freestyle rap a different time, mate. Definitely, mate. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be keen for that. Yeah, we've uh, we've busted out many a freestyle on your day. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I'm more a breaststroke bloke myself. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, Phil, thanks so much for coming on, mate. It was an unreal time. Well, it probably won't be the uh, – it was the first, but it won't be the last. So we'll um, talk to you soon, mate. But, um, yeah. Honestly, guys, thanks for having me on. Shout out to Alpha Blokes Podcast. Having me here today, and uh, everyone that's listening, hopefully uh, we've uh, yeah filled your ears with good shit, <laughs> spun a bit of a yarn. Yeah, but no, thanks, East lads. I big shout out to um, No Bad Days as well. He's um, hooking the filth up with a few shirts and stuff. So um, sure, yeah, thanks, yeah, East lads. Let's mate. fucking go. You good stuff. Yo. Everyone, remember to stay out of yourself. Call them what you want, knee knockers, golden nuggets, dice slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. 
Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code alphablokes at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code alphablokes at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.